you're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Ha! Got him! That should keep the first order off our backs. Nice work, Paul. Tim, are we set to make the jump? Yep. The end of the prime in accordance with the rendezvous are set. All right. Strap in and let's get this intel delivered to the resistance. Punch it! You're listening to Star Wars. The saga continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery, Tim Jirasi, and Paul Herman, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed. So we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to a very special episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues. Uh, It is our 200th episode and our 10-year anniversary of doing this podcast together, uh, covering all the uh, new and exciting cool Star Wars content that we've got during this Disney era of Star Wars. As always, I'm your host, Kyle. Uh, For right now, I'm just joined by Tim. Uh, Paul will probably join us at some point during this episode, but um, yeah, we figured... uh, we might as well just start with me and Tim since the podcast started with me and Tim um, and kind of just reminisce on our journey together. And then uh, Paul will join us at some point too. So um, Tim, how's it going? Wow. 10 years, 200 episodes. Sounds crazy to say, but here we are. But man, what a blast it's been these last 10 years talking Star Wars for 200 episodes with you and Paul over this last decade. And yeah, it's been a crazy fun ride. And so happy and proud that we made it to this point uh the podcast has lasted for 10 years and it's tons of great stuff to talk about i mean it's as we started the podcast is talking about news and rumors and any little like crumbs we would get <laughs> details about episode seven and now here we are with the sequel trilogy done so standalone movies tv shows the return of the clone wars <laughs> new animated series just all the stuff that's happened between uh, when we first started in November 2012 to now in November 2022. It's been a wild ride, but I wouldn't change anything about it. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited and looking forward to doing this episode as we celebrate 10 years of uh, talking Star Wars on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. And this is going to be, I don't know, kind of a less structured episode. Um, We're just going to kind of chat and reminisce on some memories and talk about, you know, our journey together, how we first started the podcast and, um, you know, just some, some fun memories looking back over the years. Also, it's crazy. You know, we, we weren't really planning to talk about any news on this episode. I know we've got a few episodes of Andor to catch up on. Um, but as we're recording this, it's Sunday night. Uh, the Andor finale is coming out Wednesday. And so we figured like another week from now, we're going to, we're going to get back on and record again and do a whole, big deep dive on like the second half of the season of Andor um, and also talk about some of the news that came out recently, like the acolyte casting and that going into production. Um, But also like just literally minutes ago, as we're getting ready to start recording, we were both looking at our Twitter feeds and saw the news drop that, uh, that Bob Iger is returning as CEO of Disney and Bob Chapek is out. Um, 
And that's just, it was one of those things where it's like, it just feels kind of serendipitous to have that happen right before we start recording an episode because right. over these last <laughs> 200, how many times have we either had some big news drop right before we started recording or have big news? Like, especially I feel like this happened in the early days with like casting news for the force awakens and stuff. Like there would always be big news that dropped like the day after we recorded uh-huh. an episode or like <laughs> the day after we released an episode. Um, and that was like infuriating sometimes, but it just kind of became a running joke that, you know, be like, Oh, all right. We released a new episode. What's coming out tomorrow. There's something big that's going to get announced. So, um, well, glad the opposite is happening for, 10 years later. We're now <laughs> we're getting yeah. big news minutes before we record instead of minutes or days after we record. So that's a nice thing. So (laughs) then, you know, we, we, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit at some point on this episode, just since it's so, you know, hot off the presses. And I, I said to Tim too, I was like, what would a a 200th episode in 10 year uh, look back on the saga continues be, uh, you know, without a little wild speculation about the future, because like you said, that's what so many of our early episodes were based on. Um, and really, like, it will be interesting to see with this situation, like, what the ramifications are for Disney and particularly for Star Wars going forward. Um, because I know that, you know, like, from varying reports and stuff we heard, like, Bob Chapik maybe wasn't particularly well liked within the company. Um, certainly not, you know, as much as Iger, like, people just didn't trust in his leadership as much. Um But, I mean, at least to me, it doesn't seem like there have really been any, like, perceived failures under his leadership. You know, it's not like he was responsible for, like, some big movie that bombed or something like that. Um, Unless you maybe want to point – I know people generally haven't been as happy overall with, like, Phase 4 of MCU. Um, But, you know, like, how do you follow up Avengers Endgame? Like, obviously, it's going to take them a while to build up to something that big again and like there's at least been a, a few movies in in this phase that have been really good and that have done really well at the box office and you know obviously the star wars stuff is going strong on disney plus um and less i mean i guess the only thing that i could think of is like maybe the maybe this has something to do with the streaming numbers for andor and maybe they really are as bad as like some of the the stuff we've heard reported but like it's been almost universal like critical praise um, I don't think anybody's I know some people still are not super into the show and think it's boring or whatever. But like, for the most part, I think everybody agrees like this is a well-made show. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I certainly would not consider and or a flop or a failure by any means. Um, now, obviously, only Disney's got like the streaming data. So I don't know if that factored into the decision at all. But um, it's like I even wonder if he had even a chance or opportunity to put his fingerprints on any star wars or marvel projects because i if i remember right i think he took over in 2020 but because of the pandemic Iger was still there to kind of ease make the transition a little smoother because everything that was going on with the pandemic so he stood around longer than yeah. he was supposed to so i just wonder if creatively if he ever had anything to do with the any star wars or marvel content to me it just seems like more of an in-house thing with like like you mentioned those within the company not being too particularly happy with his leaderships and maybe those on the board. I know he said some strange comments that makes you scratch your head (laughs) that make you think, I don't know if he's the right guy to be leading a big company like Disney with all their projects. So it is definitely strange. I'm curious to see when we'll get more information and details as far as why they decided to make this decision, but it's definitely crazy. (laughs) As you said, just um, something really strange for us to speculate on as 
<laughs> we just start to record this episode. But it yeah. is very fitting that that would happen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and I was saying this to you, like in the so it was it was um, first announced by the Hollywood Reporter, or at least that's the article I first saw. Um, and they had a, a statement from Disney basically saying that, you know, this was a decision that the board made, you know, the, feeling that this was the best decision for the company going forward. And they said something along the lines of like, um, you know, we feel that Bob Iger is the best person to lead us through this pivotal time of like unprecedented change in the industry or something along those lines. Um, which I assume, I mean, part of that maybe could refer to just all the, the production delays and stuff that happened during COVID. But I take that to really mean like the rise of streaming, um, because I mean, that's been the biggest change in the industry over the last few years and, and really shaking up kind of the business model and how things are done. Um, and Bob Iger was the one that oversaw the the creation and the development of Disney Plus and um, really kind of pushing Disney as a, a top competitor in that market. Um, so yeah, again, I, maybe some of the, the shows that were released under Bob, uh, Bob Chapik weren't doing well. And again, I mean, you're right. Like the, with the short amount of time he's been there, it's not like any of these shows were really like, you know, sort of conceived under him. Um, you know, stuff like Andor and, uh, you know, all the most recent Marvel stuff, like still probably would, you know, those ideas were at least conceptualized or maybe in pre-production probably when Bob Iger was still around. Um, but maybe just with the, the way that they've been released, the way that they've been received. Um, I don't know, maybe some of that stuff reflected negatively on, on Bob Chapik. I mean, also with some of the recent MCU shows, like, um, you know, with, with She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and even Moon Knight, um, they haven't been as well received as some of the earlier ones like uh you know wandavision and loki and stuff like that so um and again you like I, I don't know how much of that really lands in bob chapik's lap but um i don't know whatever's going on they apparently feel like like bob Iger is uh the best one to to stay at the head of the company at this point which is kind of twofold because like one it shows that obviously there was something going on that they weren't happy with Bob Chapek's leadership and two, the fact that like, it's not like Bob Iger just moved on from Disney. Like he was retired. Um, as far as I know, like, um, yeah, you know, and so, um, to, you know, to bring him out of retirement and get to, you know, get him to commit to, uh, this big of a role again, um, it's a pretty big deal. And, uh, I'm sure they had to throw a lot of money at him for that. You know, like if you, have a big retirement party and everything and you're in your sixties or whatever, and you're sailing off into the sunset, you're not going to want to just turn around and go right back to being a full-time CEO unless they're making it worth your while. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see, uh, what comes of this. And, um, I don't think it's anything that's going to have a, a real big immediate impact, but it'll be interesting to look back on this two, three, five years down the line. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll maybe have more, info by that point on, you know, sort of what was going on under, under Bob Chapik's leadership and see what direction things are heading under Iger again. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's lots to, uh, to kind of question and speculate on, and it'll be interesting to see how this all goes in the future. Yeah. I mean, fittingly enough, like we said, I mean, in our first episode, just talking about once we found out literally a day or two ago that Disney bought Lucasfilm when we're getting a new star Wars movie, what, potential content we we can get beyond the sequel trilogy because that all was announced on that first uh statement and just wondering 
how what Disney's going to do with the property beyond that. And now it's kind of similar where now that Bob Iger is back and just what the future is going to be for the future Star Wars content, if it's going to be something where like right now, mainly everything we've been getting is series on Disney Plus. Will it be a return more to getting more movies now with Bob Iger back leading the company? Or will it be more the focus staying on the streaming series? So it's kind of as it was back then, wondering what content we're going to be getting for the future. Here we are now with Bob mm-hmm. Iger now back in charge. What the future of Star Wars is going to be more in the big screen, on the small screen, or a good mix of both. So we shall see. But again, we're back in that same spot. I was <laughs> wondering, what is Disney going to go do with Star Wars now? And that's a good point, too, that um, I mean, maybe the Star Wars movies had something to do with this. Um, you know, the fact that uh, I do think it was after Chapek took over that, you know, the you know, all the delays and stuff with uh, Rogue Squadron. Um, you know, the fact that there was supposed to be a Star Wars movie out in December of next year, and now that's not happening. Also, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard some reports that there have been some, like, early audience test screenings with Indiana Jones 5 that have not gone well. Um, hmm. So maybe there is some stuff, you know, the, some of the stuff on the horizon or the stuff that was supposed to happen that um, maybe has kind of fallen through or hasn't hasn't gone as well as they hoped um that they're kind of pinning on chapik but um again that's why i'm saying like i think it'll be it'll take several years of like kind of moving past this and then seeing what kind of stuff is developed and released under Iger's new leadership and then kind of looking back on everything as a whole and seeing if like oh yeah like that couple of years when like there was kind of a dip in quality or like not as many releases or whatever like that was when chapik was there Hmm. um but it's going to kind of take that hindsight of this whole situation to really be able to see that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it um, about Indiana Jones, but hopefully that's not the case. Because they just yeah, released those images seen, from Empire, and man, I'm getting excited for that movie. Well, yeah, it was it was kind of right around that same time, maybe a little bit before that. And I, maybe they released the images and stuff kind of in response to that to try to like build up some good publicity for it. Um, and I don't know, because... Uh, like. I mean, on the one hand, it's well known that like, yes, within the industry, like they do do test screenings and and audience reactions and stuff. Um, But at the same time, like Lucasfilm is like notoriously secretive about their stuff. And like sometimes when a Star Wars movie comes out, like you'll hear people saying like, oh, there were test screenings of this Star Wars movie. And then other people saying like, no, that's false. Like they never do test screenings of Star Wars movies. And so, um, you know, I take it all with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, you got to. But like I, I did see that from at least a couple of different sources on Twitter um, that were talking about that. So it's just like, you know, am I taking that as gospel? Am I am I worried that Indiana Jones 5 is going to suck? Like, no, not necessarily. But also I'm, you know, I realize there could be something to that. Also, I love the first three Indiana Jones movies. I don't know why they're making a fifth one when Harrison Ford is like 85 years old. So I'm not particularly excited about this movie to begin with but that's a whole different story Um, yeah that's something we could definitely debate on but (laughs) yeah like i don't know it's it's there are franchises like star wars and and lord of the rings and you know these big epic world you know star trek and the mcu and and these big fantastical universes that you could continue building on and tell endless amounts of stories in and then there are other you know, classic well-loved movies from your childhood that, you know, like Indiana Jones or Back to the Future or whatever. 
that were like, yeah, it was it was really good at the time, and it it still holds up today. Like it's a great story, but like you don't need to keep adding on to it till the end of time. And you um, see, I think that's what Indiana Jones Five is going to be about. I think it's going to be the finality to the series that it probably needs. Whether that means we're going to see the death of Indiana Jones or like him officially retiring, I don't know. But I think there's going to be a finality to this film, which um, is going to kind of close the book for good on the Indiana Jones story. Yeah, I, I think so. Because, I mean, at this point, you know, with Heroes and 4, you're not getting him back to make another one. So, um, and like, I'm I'm looking forward to it in the sense that, like, I obviously I like Indiana Jones movies. I like Harrison Ford. Like, I hope it's a good movie and I'm going to go see it to have a good time, but I'm not super hyped about it. And if we weren't getting a fifth Indiana Jones movie, I would not lose sleep over it. So, um, but I, I hope it's, you know, I hope it does well. I hope for the sake of the movie that these, these rumors are not true about, um, you know, it, it testing poorly and all that, but I that, will say too, know, in regards to Indiana Jones, I thought we would have had a fifth Indiana Jones movie before our 10 year anniversary when starting the podcast. I thought we would have got one a little sooner than that. That's true. Cause I think even when they announced, um, Star Wars, and and this can kind of be a, a segue into you know we could go back and get kind of just talk about like that first announcement of Disney buying Lucasfilm and um, us deciding to start this podcast together. But when they made that first announcement um, that you know Disney was buying not just Star Wars but like you know the, the whole Lucasfilm company and all of their properties and stuff, and they mentioned that uh, there's going to be like we're making Star Wars seven, eight, nine, and we're also doing spinoff films. And there's going to be you know starting in like 2015 when Episode seven comes out, there's going to be a Star Wars movie every year for the foreseeable future. But I thought they also uh, you know mentioned like right in that that initial announcement that you know they also were buying like Indiana Jones yeah. and Willow, and we're going to continue to do stuff with those. Um, and so I don't know if I don't remember if it was announced right off the bat that there was also going to be an Indiana Jones five. But like, I think we knew that like this was not just Star Wars, that they were interested in doing stuff with all the Lucasfilm properties. So, um, yeah, and obviously Indiana Jones five, we know, has been in development for a while. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, you know, with any movie that, that gets stuck in development hell, you know, it's always kind of a toss up of like, oh, did they finally crack the code? And uh, and you know, sort of find the answer to, to make something really good, or are they kind of just putting it out to put it out after all these years just to kind of make something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. So speaking of, um, you know, Disney buying Lucasfilm and all like, let's go back to, uh, just sort of that first, um, you know, our, our first, actually let's go back even before that. Cause so Tim, you and I met, um, not in person, but, you know, first kind of got to know each other through Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast uh, back in yep. the day with with Mike Cohen and, and Matt Cranky and, uh, you know, what would eventually become our whole crew with with Thunderquack and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were both involved in Frontlines, like we helped out with the forums and the Facebook groups and stuff and, and both guest hosted on episodes. Um and I like, obviously I knew Mike and Matt. Um, I also had gotten to know some other people through that, like uh, Jason Hunt from the Wampas Lair, um, who I also became pretty good friends with. But, you know, then by the time that the the Disney thing came around, like he was, he and Carl had started Wampas Lair already. 
Um, and so like when the announcement happened, um, and I still remember, like I was, it was in the middle of a school day. I was still in college. And uh, I remember reading that news and, you know, talking with friends in my class about it. And, um, just thinking like, man, we're getting Star Wars episode seven. Like I never thought it would happen. And my mind is going wild with the speculation and knowing that it was going to be a busy few years coming up of, of, you know, news and, uh, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, and, you know, after having obviously been involved in like front lines and, and stuff for a while um, and having guest hosted on episodes, I was like, you know, I think I want to start my own podcast for this um, to just talk about all this new stuff that's coming up. And uh, I think out of, out of all my friends that I knew that were sort of like involved in, in podcasting or that were really big Star Wars fans or whatever, like you were the, you were the one that I knew might be down to do a podcast that wasn't already doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I, I was like, Hey Tim, you want to do a podcast together? And you were like, yeah, sure. And off we went. And um, I think that was that Disney announcement was what? November 30th, October 30th or October 31st. 30th. That's, yeah. Or was it was the 31st you said? Is this the 30th or the 31st? <laughs> See, I thought it was the 30th just because I don't remember it being on Halloween. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was the 30th, actually. Um, and I think it was, it, it must have been like a, a Friday, maybe a Thursday, but I feel like it was on a Friday. No, because it was in the middle of the week. I definitely remember that. Oh, was it? Okay, because I feel like I thought we recorded our first episode like over the weekend or put it out on the weekend or something like that. Um. I believe we put it might have put it out on the weekend, but I do remember recording during the week as well. Like maybe oh, that okay. was on a Friday. Well, you must have a better memory than I do because this was all ten years ago. I'm like I don't remember what specific days we recorded on, but yeah, um, something as big as getting new Star Wars movies. <laughs> I, I'm good at remembering the small details of the events that surround. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, again, I definitely have vivid memories of like the the classroom I was sitting in in my college, like reading this news on my phone and. Uh, you know, just talking to people about it and just my mind immediately going wild with, um, you know, the, with just speculation and excitement and, um, you know, just wondering what the future was going to hold. But, um, yeah. And so then, you know, we, we talked to Mike and he helped us kind of get set up with like the website and the, um, you know, the hosting and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we recorded our first episode, which we we talked about, like, oh, we should go back and uh, listen to our first episode before we do this, which we didn't get around to doing. But it would be funny just to go back and see, like, first of all, I'm sure our audio quality was not very good because I was recording, like, <laughs> right off the built-in mic on my computer. I didn't even have a headset or anything like that back then. <laughs> and also, like you know, you and I knew each other through like Facebook and, and Twitter and podcast forums and stuff, but we had maybe spoken to each other, like maybe a couple of times that we were on podcasts together. I think maybe um, not even a couple. I My memory serves me right. I think we only did one podcast together with Mike and Matt for a Frontlines episode, which I might've been like a celebration recap. I'm not sure, but I believe that was the only time I remember actually talking to you uh beforehand and okay yeah it was she goes back all and... i remember like I, I know that we each had had guest hosted like a handful of times and i know we did it together at least once i just didn't yeah. remember how many times it was but i know like obviously we didn't know each other very well 
Um, mm -hmm. Cause now I'm thinking just, about it. I'm wondering if we even interacted that much together on that episode <laughs> where we were kind of going back and forth or not. I should probably try to look up that front lines episode to see. Cause yeah, I don't remember like having too much interaction with you on that episode. If I remember right, it was just kind of, with, with four people on there, it's kind of hard to have like a one-on-one, -on -one, but true, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I, I was like, this guy seems cool. Like he knows the stuff about Star Wars. Like we've interacted enough that it, like he seems like a cool guy that I would do a podcast with. Um, but yeah, we really didn't know each other very well. So obviously, like our our sort of just you know rapport back and forth um, and our, our comfortability with each other like wasn't as good as it is now so i'm sure there was you know probably some awkwardness in those early episodes too yeah that's what i'm afraid about hearing if i'm going to go back and listen to that <laughs> just, I'm, there's probably going to be some cringe moments going back yeah and just kind <laughs> of figuring out our format of yeah. like you know what we what are we going to talk about how are we going to talk about it you know it's sort of the just our, our back and forth conversation style and um you know i i definitely feel like it it took us a few episodes to um to kind of get our footing under us and, and uh, you know, kind of get, get headed in the right direction and kind of like find our identity in a way, mm -hmm. um, which I think really started coming as we started doing longer episodes and we just were like unabashedly geeking out and, and going off about, you know, the rumors and stuff. And, you know, that was kind of eventually what we, what we became known for um, was doing like those three hour episodes um which looking back like we didn't do a ton of and i don't remember when the first time was that we even recorded for like you know three hours or whatever but like all my friends that were doing podcasts would keep it to like an hour hour and a half and we were going like two two and a half and you were you know people were like oh you guys are crazy nobody's gonna listen for that long and yet we would keep getting comments from people that were like oh i love the long episodes so i was like hey if we're the if we're known as the guys that do the long episodes with the crazy long speculations and you know don't put a, a filter or a time limit on it that's fine with me yeah here's some i guess saga continues trivia so on episode 10 i'm kind of looking back on our old episode um it's titled incoming transmission and the first sentence in our descri the description for that episode reads in our longest episode yet would you care to take a guess how long that episode actually was, Kyle? Oh, gosh. For episode 10? It, it must have not been very long. Yeah. I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess like an hour and 43 minutes. Close. An hour and 11 minutes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That was not close. That was not even close. <laughs> but you're in the hour. If you were going to go. Well, I, yeah, I was off by more than half an hour. <laughs> but to think that an hour and 11 minutes warranted a description to say our longest episode yet is kind of funny looking back on that now that <laughs> knowing we've funny. done if you only knew if we only knew and here's paul of course perfect timing um, paul because on that episode in incoming transmission part of that description was that we answer our first piece of fan mail and who was the one to send us our first piece of fan mail? None other than Paul Herman. So I, I got a little backstory. It, it worked out well with this recording because um, I wasn't able to get on, the, as everyone will listen to this, I wasn't able to get on right away. But I, I told the guys, I'm like, you know what, though? Don't wait for me because it's only fitting that I come later. Because that's what happened to me right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Right in real life. It came, so I, I wanted... Because I wanted you guys to have your time, time of the stuff. It's poetry. Oh, it rhymes. Yeah. It, it rhymes. Yeah, exactly. No, but um, 
one of the reasons why is I wanted you guys to have your own time to reflect and, and everyone to know what was, I had the pleasure of listening to of, you know, basically with you guys is talking about stuff and just saying, you know, last like five minutes of listening and just like geeking out with you guys just now thinking about back in the day. So I want to kind of give you a little well, bit of, well, I will um, say just because you're just coming in on the conversation now, we haven't talked a whole lot yet about the early days of the podcast, because first we were talking about the Bob Iger news that just dropped. I don't know if you even saw that. I, I, I actually, I did my, uh, my buddy Sean from the uh, MC fan show, just, uh, he's, he's ecstatic. Right yeah, I saw his so, <laughs> yeah so yeah so um, we were, we were talking about about that a little bit at the beginning and how like we're like we're gonna save the andor and the accolade stuff for next episode but the fact yeah. that this dropped like literally just minutes before we were about to start recording we were like we got to start with some breaking news and some speculation because you know that's what we've been doing on the podcast this yeah. whole time so well disney i mean disney is you know you know all, everything that's going on in, in the in the, the world's climate in general you know, and I think JPEG has just not done a good job of, of handling things overall. And I think that what, you know, he was preparing to do, I think they, they knew they needed to interject because what, what he could do could have, could, you know, a lot of catastrophe written all over it, you know. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of get, I'll just get that out. Um, but, you know, one of the things I wanted to kind of bring up to you guys as, as coming in later, um, again, very fittingly later, uh, yeah, I want to get a little brief history about my my me getting to know Tim. Um, basically, yeah. yeah. So so basically, you know, Tim was a fan of, of the Modern Myth Media show that I was doing for which guy became again. I want to get too deep in the woods on that, but um, but I was on that show and I was kind of like the Marvel guy, uh, you know, and that's why I'm still the Marvel guy all these years later. <laughs> I, that was my that was literally if people think that I'm you know may think like oh you're just jumping on all the popular things like no i literally like i i pitched myself to, Sh- to sean the, our, the host i'm with now it's like hey i'm the marvel guy you should like put me on your show and he let me on and he probably has regretted it ever since but anyway um but uh no um but no but like it, some stuff happened and i had to leave the show um you know right around when the avengers came out 2012 and i got a, a message from tim saying you know he was the first person to to really say like hey i really miss you being on the show and i'm like yeah this guy seems pretty cool he like and captain rex was your profile picture which you still have in your skype now uh <laughs> but same same one and i'm like oh yeah, this guy like Star Wars. Now. <laughs> right 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 and, and so i and again i as a big huge star wars fan i watched the clone wars i knew this stuff and so i'm like oh it's captain rex sweet this guy is legit like he likes you know one he supports me and, and like that's really nice but He's a legit Star Wars fan. It's not just like a, you know, puts a picture of Han Solo and goes, I love Star Wars. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's at that time, when you put a picture of Captain Rex as your profile picture, you are, because you only have the, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. You have the Ewok films. Yes, I said the Ewok films. And you have, the, yes, exactly. You have the, the, the Gendy series. Then you have this new clone war series and i'm like oh okay and i, I again you've heard me ad nauseum talk about the clone wars and my introduction to that so i'm like oh this guy seems cool i'll friend him back and you know obviously someone who shows you support like that he was the first person it meant a lot to me it means actually someone actually gave a crap what i listened to you know or what i said it meant a lot to me honestly and i had no idea when i friended him and i you know we, we, whatever like he ended up being like one of my closest friends in the last like you know 10 years and you know it was amazing because you know i, I was bummed 
at the time. I, you know, and, and so he came and did that and I was like, really nice. And I like, cool. And then, so when star Wars happened and that was right before wait a little bit before the sale to Luke, you know, from Lucasfilm to Disney. So then when, um, of course we've interacted, you know, we here or there, you know, yeah. throughout the time, but then it wasn't until the sale to Lucasfilm to, from this to Disney until like I see you start ramping up more and more about star Wars. And then we started talking, I started interacting with you. And when you started the saga continues podcast, I'm like, Oh, cool. A, a Star Wars podcast. And I really wanted to get on the Star Wars podcasting train. And, and, but I was just like, you know, absorbing everything. And I remember one of the reasons why, because I honestly, I was one of the reasons I listened is I wanted to support Tim because he supported me. I was like, I want to make sure I support him and like do all this stuff. And I got to tell you, when I start, I finally started listening to the, the show, I was a little bit later, but I kept trying to like, you know, I listened to snippets here there, but I didn't really get a full episode until a little bit later. But I got to tell you, um, you know, I was like, I really fell in love with Kyle like, right away. Like, not like in love, but I, I just fell in love with like listening <laughs> to know. you guys talk. <laughs> you know, I, I know. <laughs> there you go. Well said. But um, you guys, you guys' chemistry was immediate, and I just felt at home right away with you guys. And I'm not gonna lie, I, Tim. I think I, I don't know if I, I think I told you this, but I was like, I have to join these guys. Like, not just like I want to. No, no, I want to join their show. Like I was, that's what I, I wanted to do on your show. You know, I don't think really you mentioned bad. that to me before, Paul. I always yeah, knew, like I, you said, you listened to it and enjoyed it, but. No, no, I, I selfishly, <laughs> yeah, I selfishly always wanted to join. I'm just being real here. I, cause I love you guys' conversations because they're so natural they're, and they're so authentic as they are now. And I was like, I, that's, that's what I live for in any conversation, whether it be sports, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever that's that's what i crave for is real conversation and you guys are, was all genuine and sometimes all sometimes that stuff can be all positive and people can, you know will maybe sometimes misinterpret that as a shilling or whatever but you i knew I, and i knew tim's heart even then i was like tim's legit like whatever and then when the fact you guys were doing it together i'm like this cow guy's legit and i just kept listening i kept listening and to a point where like i i it's all I, you guys are like my first podcast to listen to on a regular basis and you know, just through, you know, and then this is another funny story, Tim. So because of that, we had like our bet for Air of the Empire, which I yeah. lost. And I, <laughs> and I had that picture where I said like, okay, I was wrong because they, they made everything legends. I, I, I basically thought Air of the Empire in some form or fashion would maybe made canon because Lucas was involved in that early, you know, EU creations and whatnot. And then, of course, like what, a month later, they did the legends thing. And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm on Boy, did right. we have some long conversations. <laughs> I was just getting that. Yeah, I was just getting to get to that. So I had I had bet him if if one of us lost, he had to put a picture saying I lost the bet to Tim or whatever. And I should get, try to find that picture again. Um, but yeah, but but basically from us like me like becoming a huge fan of the show and him basically supporting each other on our podcast and becoming friends through that, we just in star we were just both of us and uh, were hungry for Star Wars. Literally, Tim and I would talk on a Saturday night for like four hours. That's not a recorded podcast. It'd just be us talking about Star Wars and in like all of our predictions. And Tim, like, hold on, before I get into that, we had we had done that for years, even like after before I joined the show and after I joined, the show, <laughs> you know. And so we would have these like we just we'd get on Battlefront. We just like play. We just would talk for hours and like. Guy, you must have been like, get off the phone, dude. Like, I can't take this. I'm so sorry, Tim. So I just want to make sure I thank you for putting up with me for so long. Uh, in fact, I miss that we can't do that much more. I know. Uh, schedules. We will. We, 
yeah, we'll we'll do it here or there. You know, this hasn't been. I mean, we do since we do podcasts, and that kind of does eliminate that exactly. a little bit, a little bit, but not See, like completely. What we need to do is go back to doing that on Battlefront because well, many new we Battlefront games. We haven't all been on there together in way too long. Right, that's um, true. But, but and really quick, there's one one thing I want to add here, real quick. And, and so, Tim, do you remember? And I have it somewhere. I I, I put it in. I, I know exactly where I put it. I've got to find where I put it. But do you remember we had predictions after they did the um I the do. casting? Yep. Yeah, and, and, we, and I, we wrote them all down, and we're, we're going to see what happens when we're, you know, years later or whatever. I have it somewhere. It's in my Boba Fett Valentine's Day tin with a heart on it. I'm like, it's in there. Some, it's I have it somewhere. Like it's it's preserved. Um, yeah, so, you got to pick that up. I I, I do I, remember I one of my predictions that I know I was way off on. It was that, what was that? Donald Gleason was going to be one of the main Luke's new son? characters, like Luke's son or something like that. Yeah, I do. Right, oh, I, yeah. I, I, oh, my God. Yeah, we all did think he was going to be Luke's son. Luke's son. Oh, how wrong we were. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No kidding. Well, and so, so anyway, you know, obviously over the time, you know, Tim and Kyle, I just went, let's do it. And Battlefront, like, got to me basically – Battlefront is what bonded me and Kyle together finally because we met at um well I, I officially met Tim at Celebration 2015 but I didn't, actually didn't really meet Kyle and really talk to him until um 2000. Oh, well, I was I was gonna get to that in a minute. Oh, oh, um, oh okay, okay, all right, you go. You, I talked for too long. You go ahead. Because we're not we're not that far in the journey yet. But I was I mean I we were just kind of talking about me and Tim with the you know the early days. Um, and just kind of finding our footing with the podcast and, you know, those, those initial episodes and stuff, but also that all those, uh, like some of my favorite episodes were just the wild speculation ones. Like before we even had casting announcements or like when we would get one casting announcement here or there. And yeah, the speculation on like, is this going to be, you know, are the, is it going to be uh, Han and Leia's son? Is it going to be Luke's son? Is it going to be uh grand Admiral Thrawn? Is it, you know, like just all these, these wild ideas of who these characters are going to be um what the story was gonna be you know I miss following those all days. the i do too like yeah um, i legit miss them and it was so fun because we really had no idea what it was gonna be like i feel like nowadays when we have a new series or even a new movie coming out like there's not quite as much to speculate on because we have kind of more of a narrow scope of like what to expect from these Disney Star Wars stories. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just like now that we have so many, we have now that we have so many under our belt, we kind of get the gist of like how these are going to go, especially when it's one that's, you know, when it's a new season of The Mandalorian, like, well, we know it's going to build on the previous two seasons. Um or when it's a movie, even if it was a new movie that was set after the sequel trilogy, well, now we know uh, kind of what what the state of the galaxy is to some extent after the stories of the sequel trilogy. Whereas, like, before the sequel trilogy came out, we're like, this is going to be 30 years after Empire, and we have no idea what they're going to do for the story. Like, is the Empire still going to be around? Is it going to be some completely new threat, like a Yuuzhan Vong type of thing? Um you know, all the speculation on like the the original characters coming back, were Han, Luke, and Leia gonna be in it? Because we all knew we're like they can't they wouldn't do new Star Wars movies without Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. And yet in all their interviews, they would always be playing coy about it and like, oh, I haven't heard anything or I haven't signed anything or blah blah blah. Um and so it was just we had 
no idea what to expect. And that was so much fun. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of miss those days too, even though now kind of being on the other side of it, it's just fun to like have all this Star Wars content now. Um, and every time a new series or something is coming out, like you can still get excited for it. And then it's just, you know, sort of another, um, you know, uh, another fine addition to the collection. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny looking at, again, one of our old episode titles, episode 39, Hunters and Witches and Mandos. Oh my, about yes. potential storylines and villains for episode seven. That could, Yeah, could I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, because it was a rumor that like, yeah, like Mandalorians and Dathomir witches and and something that like they were all going to, there were going to be all these different factions of villains in the sequel trilogy and stuff. And um, and they should have been. Yeah, I was going to say instead we Sorry, get yeah, yeah. Knights of Ren that didn't do anything. But I digress. Um, uh, hey, but, you, know, you know, it's it's this sucks because, you know, the sequel trilogy for whatever, you know, it, it, all its faults, you know, it does represent uh, they st- it still represents a, a really important part of my life um, for positive and negative. And not just in the movie, in the, the sequel trilogy itself, but like just in general. And it's just interesting because I, because even though I have the serious issues with some of the things they've done in, the, in that trilogy, not even Lost Jedi, just in general, as far as like with story, how they, you know, conducted it, et cetera, et cetera. It's still, it's, I still love a lot of it. If not, mo- if, if, what I basically, you know, break it down is I love about, I'd say, 75, 80%, somewhere around there. I love about that much of that whole, all those three movies, you know? There's parts of it I despise, sure. But there's parts, a lot of it, most of it, I do really just like. And I don't have as many issues. And, and, and time heals all wounds. And, you know, but but it does represent, like I said, like our, our friendship, you know? All mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really has built up, you know? And, and granted, like, there's been fallout and there's been, like, you know, but at the same time, I wouldn't trade it in, man. Like if it meant like Ray Rando sticking around and being and and sacrificing the Last Jedi, but it meant like sacrificing our our relationships, like meaning I had to like erase them, I wouldn't do it. I'm like screw that. I'm not doing that. Like it's not cool. I'm not. I love you guys too much. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, it, it, you know, it, it, the, the future kind of it, it gets me excited because like it's like I feel like Star Wars is, is heading. I do feel like Star Wars is headed a different direction. Um, and not in a different direction necessarily, but like a different ways of how they're creating this content. And, and they're, it's, they're starting to kind of figure it out. And I really do think it kind of started with Obi-Wan. And so, but it's, so it's like, it's, so I do feel like all the things I wanted in the sequel trilogy, I'm going to get, you know? And, and I, so I, I definitely feel like, you know, it, it, it's, I feel like Disney ha- almost had to like learn go through the growing pains with the sequel trilogy to kind of mm-hmm. figure it out, realizing that like, Hey, when George had this last time, it, it wasn't just, Oh, like George made this prequel trilogy and he's an idiot. So we, we can do it better. They, that was kind of like the attitude, right? When, when they took over, that's what it yeah, felt. That was yeah. one of my biggest worries in those early episodes about them yeah. ignoring the prequels and retconning certain things, especially with Boba Fett. I'll go back to those early oh, episodes. Oh, yeah. I was really worried about Yeah, I remember there was that rumor that like Lawrence Kasdan was going to like write a Boba Fett movie. And, uh, and I bet it's real. Basically, basically kill him off and make like a Cobb Vanth type character, like have him basically take Bro, over as Boba real. Fett or something like that. I think it's real, to um, be honest. I, 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 I think that's more. 
Yeah, I, I believe. I mean, I, I don't know anything. At least it was on the about. table as like a potential idea. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. But the, you know, there were so many potential ideas back in those days. I mean, the heck, the the whole idea of episode seven starting with the shot of Luke's hand with the lightsaber floating through oh, space, yeah. and, and, and and how close that forty one was legit. To the hand. Yeah, because yeah. I remember I remember hearing that and thinking that's so stupid. There's no way they would do that. And then of course the movie was... didn't start with that. But then reading like the art book and stuff where they talked about yeah, at one point that was something that was in the script or was on the table. That is. Um, insanity like I, I i almost think it's super gutsy to do that and that's kind of baller but it also sounds like the worst idea of all time like it's like it's like either one or the other which is not <laughs> yeah. when, it, when it's one or the other it's probably going to go the latter you know as far as the worst idea of all time like i mean it's yeah. but like i mean i, I th that's one thing you know that's one thing that i was i was worried about too in the early early years because you know i remember one of my favorite episodes you guys did was when the clone Wars season six dropped and I remember you guys just yeah, that just, was a fun one. Yeah, man, that that was I think if I'm not okay. Maybe you should check this, Tim. I'm not sure if you can, but I'm pretty sure that might have been your guys's first like you know magnum op opus of like long episodes. That was like the first one, right? I felt like that's the one that I really felt you guys from the again from the outsider perspective really came into your own, and I really and I really dug the podcast even more of like. So like, okay, yeah, this is conceited, but or, I was conceited for when I said this, when I thought this at the time, and maybe you call me out on it, but I was like, these guys don't even need me. He's like, these guys are like, they got this down. Like, I don't, I don't need it, <laughs> you know. That's you, you know, that wasn't my, that wasn't necessarily what my intention of saying that, but that, that's my thinking was like, I, I'm gonna, I, I don't even need to be on this show because like they got this, they just broke all this down better than I ever could. I mean, it was awesome. I loved. Love those ep that episode you guys did. Well, and you know it's funny that you say that, Paul, because like I I totally don't fault you for feeling that way because I have felt that way about other podcasts before. Not necessarily thinking that like oh they need me to be on there. But no, I'm yeah, honestly, exactly. But, I'd like to, yeah, but yeah. part of part of the reason that I wanted to start my own podcast in the first place is because you know I I would um you know I, I would guest host on episodes of Frontlines and like I've been a guest on the Wampus Lair a couple of times. Um, but there would be times when I was listening to other Star Wars podcasts and either just like would, you know, they'd be having a really great conversation, but it would like spark something that I was really passionate about or that I had a different exactly. idea about or something yeah. that I wanted to to jump in on or something that I wanted to correct. Like they'd say something about, you know, there'd be like some some obscure detail in a Clone Wars episode or something that somebody couldn't remember. And I knew what it was. And like they're trying to be like, oh, what was the name of that character? And I'm like, it was uh, you know, Balo Ropal or what you know, I'm I'm screaming at my phone, like, you know, I know yep. this and you I've guys been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And so yeah, that's so that, why I was like, you know, I'm like, man, I just want to, I want to do this myself so I can be having these conversations and not just be, you know, listening yeah. to other people and kind of feeling like I'm on the outside of it. So, yeah. um, and yeah, definitely. I mean, we didn't even talk about that part of the journey too with Clone Wars, um, man. And remember the, so before we get to talking a lot about, you know, the episode seven stuff, just some of the growing pains of that early, you know, those early days of the, uh, the Disney sale, um, because that was right after, so I guess the, the sale happened, it was during season five of Clone Wars. And yeah. that was like when Clone Wars was riding high, um, where, you know, we had like season four was great. And then going into season five, you know, you had, uh, the stuff with like Maul and Death Watch and Mandalore and all that. And then the Ahsoka episodes. 
And I remember sort of towards the end of the season, starting to hear like some rumors and rumblings that like this might be the last season of Clone Wars and like mm -hmm. Disney was maybe going to cancel it. And I just remember thinking like, there's no way they would be that stupid. Like this show is so good and it keeps getting better every season. Like this is, you know, especially like the last two arcs of season five, it was like, this is some of the best stuff they've ever done. Disney would be so dumb to just cancel this right now. Um, and then, you know, a couple weeks or whatever after the season finale and hearing that sure enough, Clone Wars was getting canceled. Um, and just feeling like gutted. Um, and then, you know, we had that and then uh, 1313 got canceled and we were all really looking forward to that game. And then um, the that was also around the same time, maybe like 2013 or whatever. Uh, was when they announced that the um, the EU was getting you know basically retconned and they they designated everything as legends, um, which I for me especially as a filmmaker and understanding that, that Star Wars is a <laughs> yes that as uh, Star Wars is a film franchise first and foremost and that when you've had all these years of of stories kind of you know building on top of each other in books and getting convoluted to a certain point like you can't expect a new generation of filmmakers to come in and and completely adhere to that canon. So I think making that stuff legends was the, the definitely the right call, but it made a lot of people unhappy. And that was kind of just three big things back to back, like Clone Wars getting canceled, 1313 getting canceled and the EU essentially getting canceled. And um, yeah, so I remember sitting there in like, you know, 2013, um feeling like okay this is gonna be a bumpy ride like i hope you guys know what you're doing like you're you're asking us to put an awful lot of faith in you canceling all this stuff that we love and you know all we really have to go on is like you're making a new animated show in star wars rebels and then we've got um you know episode seven eventually coming out but it's like you know we're not getting any new stuff right now to replace all this stuff that you're kind of sidelining or canceling or whatever um yeah that was such so a like stressful time watching the clone wars because you're like it's almost like you couldn't really at least for any, me anyway enjoy those amazing episodes of the ahsoka arc because you're too busy worrying that this could be it like this is the last time we could see clone wars when the fact we know there's stuff on the horizon that's either completed written or early production and it just made like such a strange experience watching those clone wars episodes during that time <laughs> And see, for me, I wasn't even thinking about it while I was watching it. I was putting that out of my mind, thinking, like, again, like, there's no way they would do this. And then, sure enough, they did. Um, and it it was painful, too, because I remember specifically that line in, um, in that final Ahsoka episode, The Wrong Jedi, when, um, you know, she goes through her trial and everything, and then um, the council realizes that they were wrong, and they, they accept her back in. And Anakin offers her her Padawan braid back and she she just reaches out and closes his hand around it and says, I'm sorry, Master, I'm not coming back. After, you know, like watching that after the cancellation, that felt like not just Ahsoka saying that to Anakin, but it felt like the show saying that to the fans. Like, right, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not coming back. And it, it was like, it was so hard to watch. Um, I mean, to this day, that still stings a little bit, just, you know, thinking of the memories of that time and just how how you know, sort of, I guess, bittersweet that was just because it was still such a, a fantastic episode and a wonderful moment. But, um, you know, having Ahsoka walk away like that and then not knowing or, for, you know, if we're ever going to see that character or any of these stories again. 
Um, little just, did we know that yeah. she would show up in Rebels just a couple <laughs> years later, and then Clone Wars would come back, and then we'd see her in Mandalorian, like Ahsoka's fine. But um, and remember just how long it took to get any word about the episodes that were finished if they're going to be released. Remember, they were referred to as bonus content. So mm-hmm. are we on? Yes. And well, like- I remember. Yeah, I remember. I think it was the day that they officially announced that Clone Wars was canceled. Dave mm-hmm. Filoni, you know, they, they posted like a long video with Dave Filoni on StarWars.com right, yeah. um, explaining it all. And he said, you know, don't worry. Like, first of all, we're, we're making a new show, you know, Star Wars Rebels. And I think they even showed like some concept art for it. Um, and then he also said that, um, you know, we're, we have these Clone Wars episodes that were almost finished for season six, and we're going to go ahead and finish those up and release them. And they showed, uh, you know, like a clip from the first episode, um, the one with the Order 66 stuff with Tup. And so, like, we knew that stuff was coming, and, you know, we we had, you know, that teaser to look forward to. But then, yeah, it was, it took forever to get details about, like, when and where we were going to get to see that. And then I remember even when it was coming out, um, remember it was like airing on like German TV yeah. channels and stuff right. and like it was leaking online and it was it was just like man, what the heck is going on with this that was also a weird time um, so but really, of course, really quick really really quick Tim were you going to say that the, I, I think it, you were going to say that the length of that episode I was referring to of the Cold yeah. episode yeah so I, I, I want to follow up on that go ahead, go ahead real quick because I think it might have been our longest one at the time because it just 20 seconds under three hours. It was two hours and 59 oh, minutes wow. and 40 seconds. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm positive that you guys are the first long episode, which I loved. And of course, it would be fitting that that was Clone Wars because course, we were both yeah. so into that back then. Because I, well, um, I can't remember if we decided like before we recorded if we're going to talk about all of them or if we'll see how far we go. But that was what it was. You guys went with it. If I remember correctly, you guys were like in the middle of even recording. Like, well, I think we'll... You know what? We're just gonna do the whole thing. We're like, you're already doing that. Yeah, I, th- I think nice. Kyle. Like, I think Kyle. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was what happened. I could be wrong. Because uh, kind of piggybacking off of that and what you were saying, Kyle. You know, I think to me that was the first. I think kind of thing where I was like, hmm. like it made me. It, made, it got me bummed out, and you kind of knew Disney had like a, a different mindset. Because like, I think we all agreed, like the, the EU probably it couldn't stick. The whole thing couldn't stick. I thought they could maybe potentially keep certain aspects of it but not the whole thing. I mean, that's just, that was, you know, whatever. Right. And um, what I thought was interesting, no one predicted that they're going to make everything, you know, related, you know, have it be more connected than it ever was. And I, and again, we've gone ad nauseum about, you know, what that means and what, what it could be. And there's going to be inconsistencies. And, and to be honest, I think what they're doing now is perfect. And um, which is all very loosely still connected and they still somewhat matter until something needs to like, change because of some random reason and you can change it but for the most part i think they've been pretty good um that being said after that i wasn't i was just more like okay cool that's I, I, but you know it's just nice to have like that new canon which i don't know if, you know when we got that announcement for like when everything mattered but um i will say that when when they did cancel clone wars and i because i i bought season five i want to say i bought season five I remember I bought season four literally the day after the sale of the Disney. I remember I went out and bought it right away because I hadn't bought it yet. And I, was, I hadn't watched it yet. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get this ASAP. And I remember I didn't get season five until Christmas, I think, that following year when it was released. 
um because i hadn't watched because I, I didn't have uh you know tivo or whatever recording system i had on my phone for cable at the time so i was like yeah i'm just going and, and already, at that point i'd already waited for all the other blu-rays to like get released you know and, and watch it that way i'm like you know i'm just gonna wait that way i think um so i didn't really have that problem but i will say when, when they announced they're canceling Clone Wars and they're pretty much just like, ah, I guess we'll just throw these last episodes together and throw it out there or whatever. Like almost kind of giving Dave Filoni a bone a little bit. It's a little one. Mm. It was, that was probably my first indication of like, hmm, their priorities are a little bit off because if they're, if they don't, if they aren't concerned about the main audience, the hardcore audience, that was a little concerning for me. And I mean, I, and I remember being, I, I can understand it. But like the whole prequel hate that initially, like they were like, "We'll just throw the prequels out of here." And and JJ, I'll be honest, but he was he definitely felt like was a part of that, um, you know. And it was just disappointing. And I remember being like a time, and I, just being like, "Man, it kind of it kind of stings because it just there was no respect to what George did before." Literally, it was like we're doing our own thing. We got it now. Like you, you, we got this. And it's just so ironic that they had to go back to the Clone Wars. And how that you know when my the year my, my daughter's born, it's like you know just a giant success. It feels like a giant success anyway, and people have talked about it all over social media how great it was. It's just so funny to think about. Imagine if they would have had yeah. a better bridge to the fans at the time, and mm-hmm. actually like you know, and really wanted to be like, hey Dave Filoni, let's finish this out and we'll do Rebels afterwards. No, 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 we gotta get it. no one likes that Clone Wars crap. Blah, blah, the numbers, yeah, you know. But then they, then it, but it's so ironic because they didn't have Disney Plus at the time. And they put it on, you know, and it, again, it was a moderate success. I will admit at the time before we put it on Netflix, the hardcore audience, I mean, it had some kind of audience, but not enough for Disney to be like, huh, no one likes this. Huh. And they put it on Netflix and it blows the hell up. And, they, and yeah. they're like, well, you know. So. Well, and it was, it was so interesting seeing sort of the growth of Clone Wars over yeah. its lifespan, because I mean, as a fan from day one, like it definitely was not super popular at first especially among the older fans i mean i think it yeah. right away found an audience with kids on like cartoon network but oh for sure um yeah. i mean i was i was what 17 when the clone wars movie came out and so um god i'm old <laughs> <laughs> so i you know i saw like among my friends and people online you know there were a lot of people that liked it but there were also a lot of people that either straight up didn't like it because of the the animation style or the the cartoony you know the battle droids or ahsoka calling anakin sky guy and r2r2e and all that kind of you know um you know comedic effect kind of stuff that they they added in those early seasons um but also a lot i knew a lot of people that were like hey it's all right but the gendy series is better um which i mean for me the the 2008 clone wars surpassed the gendy series within just a few episodes only because of just the amount of storytelling and, and character development that you can do with full half hour episodes. I still love the Gendy series. It's some awesome, yeah. you know, just stylized action and, and, you know, some great animation, but as far as star Wars storytelling goes, like the clone Wars, uh, you know, Dave Filoni's clone Wars series is just so much deeper. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that to, you know, pit one or the other against each other. They're both great, but I'm just saying that was sort of a prevailing opinion in the early days. And I feel like yeah. it wasn't until, 2000 or it wasn't until like season three i think with like the mortis stuff and the savajo press stuff that like some of those naysayers really started to be like oh this show's gotten better 
Um, and then over the course of like season four and season five, you started to see more of those people come around. But then by that point, there were a lot of people that had like written it off at the beginning and hadn't kept up with it and didn't realize how much better it had gotten. Um, or had thought, you know, oh, this is, you know, I, th there's some, I've heard about this Star Wars show, but you know, I've heard that it's for kids or heard it wasn't very good or whatever. And I would be like, no, like you got to check this out. It's gotten yeah. a lot better. I would I say that to people like that I knew. I would say there's people that I knew that were like diehard Star Wars fans that were just like not aware of what was going on on Clone Wars. Um, yeah, because yeah, I remember even like at an old job I would have, I would have like little Star Wars toys on my desk area and pictures and whatnot. It's like Star Wars. I was like, what's going on with Star Wars right now? All the movies are done. Like, what's there to look forward to? I was like, well, there's a show called The Clone Wars it's going on right now. It's really good. It's like got a puzzled look. Prequels. Prequels. Like, they have a TV show, but it's set in the prequels. Like, uh, nobody liked those movies anyway type of thing like i do my eye roll was like no <laughs> but, well and, and that's and that's what i was saying earlier this whole and brought the whole thing up was that was disney's like idea like no one likes the prequels yeah, exactly. and now like mm -hmm. and now they're like oh wait actually people do like the prequels and they're actually legitimately a lot of people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and i think not... it was even I, I think the decision to cancel clone wars was less to do about the clone wars itself and more about mm -hmm. wanting to move on from the prequel era of exactly movies and yeah. sort of bring back you know they wanted to do rebels to kind of like reestablish that that, that, yeah. that nostalgia of the original trilogy era and then obviously they infused the sequel trilogy with way more of that than they needed to but again that's a whole different topic but yeah um but uh, yeah because then even you know going back to clone wars then they put it on netflix with season you know they put season six on netflix but they put the whole show on netflix and then at that point i had a lot of people that were like oh i just binge watched the whole show in like a few weeks and like man it's really good and i'm like yeah i know i've been telling you for five years that you should watch this <laughs> um and it, it like it did kind of you know it was like man where was all the support when the show was on maybe it wouldn't have gotten canceled because it was um, on Cartoon Network that's and that's yeah, why yeah and, 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 and sometimes I, it was on at weird times like I feel like every season they would change it you know right, one year yeah. it would be Fridays at seven then it was Fridays at eight then it was Saturdays at nine a.m. then you know it was I'll be like honest all over the place I, I honestly and, and we've already talked about this a ton but let's be real George if 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 he was ready to retire at the landscape of just five years later, he would never have sold to Disney. He would have found someone like maybe Kathleen Kennedy or someone else, like maybe get, he would have gotten uh, Dave Filoni or other people in, involved and have, and, would have, and he would be in charge of Star Wars, but have someone else direct it and still be kind of like grandfather and everything. And be obviously he would be like closely tied to it. It's, it's George, right? But let's be real. With, with streaming, Netflix, and everything, that guy could have done whatever the hell he wanted at any studio if he would just would have waited literally five more years. Maybe, maybe even less. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But if he would have waited five more years, because remember, one of the big things about him was he was, he was trying to buy – he was smart. He was trying to buy studio space so he could make green screens and still make Star Wars and make – you know, and do it that way. And then, but then he couldn't find, you know, all that, you know, all the financing, you know, in the, in the county, like voted against him coming in and then he got mad. And, then, and really that's what kind of, kind of pushed him to basically say, you know what, I'm done with Star Wars. I can't keep doing it. I got to you know, let it go. And, and a lot of it's because he just didn't, there was no way to finance, like, you know, the underworld wasn't able to be financed. If he would have waited five more years, again, maybe even less, but around that time frame, he would have never sold Star Wars. 
he, Lucasfilm will be its own independent thing. And people like Netflix and like, or not even Disney, but Disney, Netflix, or whoever, Fox, you know, they, it is. If, if he ever sells to Disney, maybe Fox is its own thing just because of freaking Star Wars. You know, I don't know. But my point remains that George would, be, would have been able to have control and things would have been vastly different if he just would have waited a few more years. Because with that, with the industry changing at that time, like he would, he just missed it by like three, four years. Cause he was on, he was ahead of his time. He knew the underworld was close to be a show. A Star Wars show was, was, was so close to being able to be actually be done. But when George, he just, he had so fed up with so many different things. He's like, you know what? I'm done. But if he was, well, hold on. It, it's crazy to think about that. Well, I don't know if Underworld was ever really close to being done. I know they like they had a bunch of scripts, but it was just no, no, no. The time. I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm talking about like close to being actually being able to film and actually look good because we got the leak stuff that came out that looks eh, well, okay. right. No, but it was it was just with for the time like the the cost the special the effects. Yeah, that's what I'm was saying. just not yeah. there. Like that's to, what I'm to saying. be able to it wasn't do, to be able to do that on a TV budget. Yeah, um, and that's what I'm saying is that if he would it was he was close. He was super close to being able to do that stuff and afford it, have it look good like Mandalorian, but it wasn't he didn't but it wasn't he didn't he had he was so close, but the problem was the industry hadn't changed yet. He didn't know because yeah. if he, well, yeah, if he that's knew, what I'm saying. For back in 2012, you he like he wasn't that close. Well, no, see, I disagree because he was close because five what what five years, six years later. He basically could have like because because the landscape was different, literally two three years later, because Netflix all of a sudden was 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 streaming streaming blew up within that was like within five years of that time frame, and that's when Disney around like 2015 16 they were putting things out to Netflix, and that's when they went mm, actually a couple years later like nope we're doing this we're doing our own thing, streaming started blowing up, and then all and, and that's what I'm saying like if he would have waited five years George is smart enough he would have saw that on the wall and been like. I'm not selling. If if he wasn't again, that's only if he was if he was five years later, like if, of that time frame, he would have yeah. saw because he was already he was already pushing that Star Wars TV show and trying to make it look good, and he wasn't quite there yet. So if he if it was that if he had waited, waited five more years, he would have saw everything unfold and went like I'm staying. I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna wait for someone to offer me full control, and I'll let them, and they're basically just gonna like let me produce they're gonna give me money to produce what i want and i'll just i'll get as much money as i need and this is perfect i'll have full control and he would have gotten everything he wanted everything full control everything but he just didn't he just didn't want to wait that long which again, i i not that he didn't want to wait that long but he didn't know again if he knew he would have waited but i mm -hmm. i in my opinion i think he would have yeah, I don't know, because obviously part of it, too, is, you know, when he's, like, he wrote his treatments for the sequel trilogy, and then said, like, I don't want to make these myself because of all the negative backlash he had gotten from fans well, he wouldn't the prequels. And, um, he wouldn't have. I mean, he, he would have had other people. That's what I'm saying. He still would have, he, he would have been, like, he would have, he would have taken a back seat from it, like, more than he would have, obviously, than he did in the, even the original trilogy. He, but he would still be in charge of doing things and just kind of slowly, I think, drifting away from it. It wouldn't have been the hard, like, I'm gone. Because George isn't like that. No. It's just not how he is. And, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, and I think he I think he always wanted to have a slow drift and, and know it's in good hands with, with someone like Dave. Not Dave only, but someone like him that he can trust and kind of mold and knows that he they're gonna shepherd it. Cause because that's what you know Dave calls him his son, you know. And mm -hmm. so I think we so I think there's other not just in, not just Dave, but like other people, he would have probably brought more people in that he could trust 
learn what as he and then slowly drift to obscurity. And that's what he, yeah. I think that's what well, he even I mean, I think I feel like that was initially the whole point of bringing on Kathleen Kennedy, too, because he he hired her right. as the president of Lucasfilm before he sold to Disney. Right. Um, and, and that's and that, yeah, exactly. So I think so I do think that there was I, I just think that there was if again, if, if, if that was if, if that was the time frame of all he did, that was actually in 2015 instead of 2012 or 11. He would have been like, you know what? I'm not going to sell, actually. Actually, no, I'm going to get Kathleen Kennedy or get whoever, and I'm going to take this. Again, if things were lined up differently, I just don't think he would have sold. He would have been like, oh, this is great. This is, this is my dream because now I don't have to pay for space. I'll have everyone else pay for you know, what I want to do, and I can just do whatever I want. You know, They're going to be like, TV shows? Yes. Our animation? Yes. Anything I want to do? Yes. We need content. And Star Wars will literally drive million you know billions of people basically to watch it so i mean it's mm -hmm. like it, it, like i said i just think that he just he he's so smart and ahead of his time that he just was not quite that he just he just missed it and i think honestly i honestly adds probably to his frustration i would not be shocked if later on he's like i wish it didn't sell if i would have waited just a few a little bit longer i would have saw things and went like you know what i'm just gonna wait and I just, I just think it just wasn't, no one knew because at that time Netflix was still doing, you know, was, was just started barely streaming. It was just barely starting at that point. You know, I, I remember streaming some shows here or there, but like 2008 and nine or like nine and 10, but it just started and, and there wasn't quite a lot of people. Not original content that. either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. no, I, don't, I don't think they really started doing original content till like 2012, 13. Yeah, because like, wasn't it was, wasn't House of Cards their first? Lily Hammer, Lily Hammer show? was their first thing. Lily Hammer, it was it was not public. I mean, just like all their shows, but Lily Hammer, the guy from The Sopranos, the the guitarist from the E Street Band, um, that guy had a show that basically was like his essentially his character cloned, is not like literally, but like it's like literally his same character he played in Sopranos, like he's in like a the um the protect, witness protection soap program as like a mobster, he had to live in like Norway by himself, or and he had like it's you know. I heard it's great, but that's like that's officially their first show they ever produced as their own content. But it really, the things didn't start like start ramping up until again five years later. So I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I think if he saw, and that's that's a good point. The new that's what I think I would keep saying. If, if George would have saw the content wars just starting, just a little blip, he would have been like, I'm gonna wait because he 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 would he would any anyone with a brain would have been like. Who has Star Wars would have been like, if I just wait, I'm going to literally get whatever I want from anyone and I can have full control. Cause that was a thing George thought he could do. I think with Disney, it was like, I can have full control and, or I can still have control and be a part of this. Cause I have Kathleen Kennedy here. I've got this it's Disney. I it own all these shares, blah, blah, blah. And then Bob was like, see you, George. Peace. And then George got pissed off. So, well, I don't think he intended to, I don't think he expected to have creative control over the sequel trilogy. I think he just expected that they would stick he had to involvement. The, the he, no, well, not even him being not even him being actively involved, just them Dude, sticking uh, the to the treatments, the, the treatments that he gave them. It's the Iger book, man. I, well, because it's everything. He thought he would be a part of it when they got JJ and they basically sat down and said, uh, actually, George, we're gonna go with JJ's ideas. He like he was he was hurt. He did not see it coming. He was blown away of not just, I, I think George knew he had had to like, there's going to be a one for one, but I think George was just blown away that they weren't even attempting to like do anything remotely to him. And he realized at that moment, 
no, no, they're never going to listen to me. Even if I stayed on, they're not going to listen to me. Yeah. And he knew that. And, and that's yeah, and what sucks. Even, they gave him that title, like creative consultant. Like a, that was one of the first things they put in the press release. I believe that he'd be a consultant on uh, yeah. the sequel trilogy. But yeah, I mean, I know there's some pictures and even some video footage of him, Kathleen Kennedy and JJ sitting around a table discussing things. So I'm sure they had discussions, but um, probably not much of a say in those discussions as far as final say yeah. anyway, but just offering and, his yeah. ideas and what he thought should be happening. It's just, it's, just, it's just, like I said, it's just crazy to think about that time frame, how yeah. much different it would have been. Yeah, just how, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty early on, I remember too, well, we get these quotes from Lucas and this, I, me anyway, being surprised, man, Lucas is already regretting the cell and he just seems really bitter about the whole thing already before the movie even came out. And it just, oh yeah, the white like, slavers. Yeah, that whole thing that you know, kicked himself for saying that for sure for good reason. But. Well, I, I mean, he kicked himself. I mean, he what he said, what he said literally was not good. But I think what what has what it's in his heart of intent never cha- has changed. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. How we worded it yeah. <laughs> should have been different. How I like, worded yeah. it, yeah, different. Yes, but and how what his heart content, like yeah, no, he one thousand percent regrets selling Disney, and it sucks. Like he and again, that's like, like I said. He, I think he's regrets it. He'll, he'll, it just gets worse and worse as he's like, I was have waited a few more years. Because George ain't dumb. He knew CGI was the future, and he, he ushered it in. Oh, yeah. You know, wasn't for, wasn't for freaking George doing, you know, and showing Weta how to do it and how not to do it in both good and bad. I don't think Weta is what it is without George doing it first. That's just, that is, I think, oh, yeah. without a doubt, a fact. You right. cannot. Oh, well, yeah, you I know, mean, that goes go for any the, visual effects yeah. company. That, well, right, know, ILM right. was the trailblazers in that. Go watch those episode one and episode two documentaries on the DVDs. Oh, man. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. They are incredible. Amazing. Well, also the um, the the ILM documentaries that they put out on Disney Plus recently too. I need um, to watch those. I yeah, those are great. I just yeah, wish they really focused good. a little more on the later periods when they got to the prequel era and like the CG stuff. But, it just seemed to that part portion of the documentary seemed to go a little too quickly where they had to end it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the intent was to focus more on like the origins of the company of course, anyways, yeah. and then to kind of just connect it to the modern day. But um, yeah, I mean, so that, that was a whole tumultuous kind of early period though, going back to, you know, clone wars and, and all the TV stuff and everything. Um, but also in 2013, we got the announcement that EA was getting the license to all the the Star Wars games going forward. And we got that first Battlefront teaser at E3 that year. Um, (laughs) And so that became a big thing that we, uh, we all got excited for and and we're looking forward to. Um, Yeah. I remember that episode, me being very excited about that. I think EA is going to be a great fit for Star Wars, like (laughs) being a big company and be able to put out multiple games and having the resources to do that. But uh, that's another thing that didn't, quite work out the greatest <laughs> yeah yeah but, uh, i will say this though you mentioned it earlier though i mean the battlefront game especially the first battlefront that's the big part of this podcast too i mean that's almost exactly like podcast mm-hmm. b because we would have some good discussions on there just playing together that were never recorded but like uh, oh we yeah. had some great times great discussions just playing battlefront and talking star wars so say what you want about ea and the battlefront games not being as good as the original ones but 
I love that time period. I look back on those games fondly just for the great times and hours that we spent playing. Yeah, the yeah, yeah the, the, and I feel kind of. I mean, I feel similarly with like the sequel trilogy too, and especially Force Awakens. It's like you know, now that it's all said and done, like I have my issues with those movies, but like I still enjoy them for the most part. But I also um you know still really just look back fondly on that time period and uh yeah, especially exactly. the build-up to the force awakens i mean that was so yeah. much fun and same with legendary just getting hyped for that coming out and then even you know looking back now on just sort of like the the sort of meager amount of content that we got in that first battlefront game we still had so much fun playing that um oh man and just you know some great memories and i still play battlefront 2 every once in a while to this day me so. too um, well, it, it, one of the things I, I remember when I, I got so excited for it because when, when the original Battlefront games came out, I didn't, I wasn't, I was doing, I was pursuing music and one, it was hard. It was, I didn't have any money because I was buying gear, music stuff, records and comic books. And I'm like, I can't play video games because not only that, I can't afford, it's going to be hard to afford this crap. It took time away from all those things. I'm like, and music and and comics were like, no, I, I can't, I can't sacrifice that. So I literally did, literally, did, did, I gave up my Xbox, you know, in 2002, three, whatever it came when I bought it originally, I never played Battlefront. And I didn't have a lot of friends at the time because the internet was just, you know, still, even then early stages of figuring that stuff out, you know, doing LAN parties. I didn't know that many people who are Star Wars fans that want to do Battlefront, you know? And so this, when this announcement came, I got so excited that, because I, I would play every once in a while with my, my, my good buddy, Adam. Uh, we would play on his old PS2 and play the original Battlefront. And I fell in love with Battlefront by, because of that. And I went and bought a PS2 and the original games just to play Battlefront to prepare for the next Battlefront game that we were, you know, we were talking about. And I played that thing like crazy. I'm, 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 I mean, I made up for lost time. I must have played that. I must have put like... <laughs> A lot of hours in on that thing. Just I put on a, I put on you guys. I put on a podcast, and I just be like mm, Battlefront for like three hours, and I would play for three hours straight. And I'm not even joking, you know. And you know, so when we got the announcement, I was excited to get get on the ground floor with you guys because you guys loved it. I'm like, oh, you know, and I love there as a show. We had, but then we came, you know, at, at that point because then leading up to it, we got 2015. You have the you know celebration. That's where me and you finally met Kyle. Um, got to know each other a little bit. And, you know, Battlefront was one of the big things from that. We got so excited about that. And I remember through through the Battlefront game, obviously, is what we really developed our relationship and got to know each other. And because even without Tim, we'd be like, hey, we'll play Battlefront. Yeah, OK, we just go out and play Battlefront. And just be like, oh, my God, you know, and we just talk about, you know, whatever. And it was so much fun. And we get all three of us and all your friends, you know, Sean and Brandon and, and every, you know, everyone like it was so much like your dad. I mean, like mm -hmm. so much fun, um, through, you know, that first game. Yeah, it was content light, but we we sucked every ounce of joy out of that. Yeah, thing we <laughs> oh, could. we absolutely and, did. And, and, and I mean that in the best way possible. It was not the best game in the world, but it didn't matter because I was so hyped. I remember taking the day off of work just to play Battlefront. And I remember getting it that night, flying home, putting it in, calling Tim. I, I remember you just oh my gosh and i remember playing it all damn day the next day just like just geeking out just having a blast I, it's like you know when you don't move very much and i and now it's funny i walk like everywhere all the time i get like twenty thousand steps a day and i mean i probably got like maybe 500 steps in that day probably total you know like it, and i'm not even joking like it, you get like stiff it just feels you kind of feel like crap you're just doing nothing but playing 
but I didn't even care. I was like, this is the best feeling in the world from playing Battlefront. It's amazing. I was getting my A wrong, but I loved it. You know, I mean, just it was so much fun. And that represents so much for me. Even Battlefront 2, when we, when we first started playing that, we have, you know, we still sucked everything, even when it was not as good as it could have been. We sucked everything out, yeah. of, out, out of joy out of that game. And I honestly, the, the podcast with me joining was formed through Battlefront. Like, and that I really, so Battlefront to me represents a big part of not just my fandom, but my, my relationships with you guys, especially you, Kyle. And I'm so thankful for it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like and even like you said, like the other day, I'll put on like a, a YouTube channel show or a podcast and I'll fire up. I, mean, I still fire up Battlefront too. And I love it. And, and, and like, you know, and I, it just bums me out because I want that third game. I want another updated, give me an updated version, updated graphics, you know, but keep but keep the same maps, keep everything the same, but, but make it look a little bit better, add some more maps on top of it. And it happens to be as big, grand scale. Like, oh man, they can eat, and people eat that crap up. But it just, it just sucks they're not doing it. But either way, we'll get another Battlefront game eventually. But I, I just have to say that I just, yeah, Battlefront represents so much of this podcast for you guys, yourselves, for the three of us, you know, our fandom, but without inside the podcast, it's, it's, that will always hold a special place. That game, that whole franchise within the franchise of games, whatever. They'll always hold a special place in my heart now for what it represents before you guys when I was playing with my buddy Adam and then obviously with you guys. So Battlefront will always be an important thing for me. And I, I, I really can't wait for the next the next version of whatever whenever that is, whether it be like a couple of years from now or five, ten years from now. Because when it happens, you bet your butts. I'm going to make you guys all take work off and we're just going to all hang out together. <laughs> oh, you again. won't we're have to make it. me. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, but, but I'm saying you're going to be forced to be like, all right, get on with me. We're all through and get on and we're all going to veg out together because, yeah. you know, yeah. No, no, I, I, I can't yeah. wait till we one day get another Battlefront game. I mean, it really is. It's a shame the way that Battlefront 2 ended because uh, EA and DICE like pulled all the people off of Battlefront 2 and made them stop, you know, making the, the new content for Battlefront 2. Um to go work on like whatever the most recent battlefield game was, which ended up being bad anyway, from what I've heard. Um, and it was just, it's, you know, that was kind of a disappointing situation, but like, I love both of those games. And I also loved the original battlefront games. Like battlefront two was like my entire high school experience. Um, and like, I definitely, like I had friends that played it and would bring their Xboxes over and we would have LAN parties. Like that's what I would do for my birthday parties every year. And like, you know, all my other friends were into like, you know, Halo and Call of Duty. And I'd be like, nope, it's my birthday. We're playing Star Wars Battlefront. Um, and so I was so excited to get an announcement of a new Battlefront game. And, uh, you know, yeah, we just had a blast playing that that first one. But um I guess sort of rolling into that before we all started hanging out and and playing a lot of battlefront, we should start with kind of the um, one of those big pivotal moments in 2015, which was uh, that celebration Anaheim, um, which is a big moment for, you know, for us and for the podcast and for, you know, just the, the, our, our star Wars journey at that point for a lot of reasons. Um, Cause it was the first time I met Paul for the first time. Uh, it was only the second time that Tim and I had ever actually hung out in person mm-hmm. after doing the podcast together for almost three years at that point. And we had kind of planned for it to be the first time that we were going to hang out. Um, 
and you know, Tim uh, lives in California. I'm in Arizona. So we're not that far apart from each other. Um, but you know, just far enough that obviously we're never really in the same place. Um, but at the end of, so like November of 2014, I got sent on a work trip to go, uh, film an event out in, in California. And Tim and I ended up meeting up there. And that was the first time that we hung out in person. Um, after at that point doing two years of the podcast together, it was also funny enough, the first time that we ever actually exchanged phone numbers, um, because we, right, I think yeah. <laughs> when I first contacted you to to do the podcast, like obviously we didn't have each other's phone numbers at that point, but we were friends on Facebook. And so I just messaged you on Facebook Messenger. And then that was just how we communicated. Right. Yeah. Um, for those first two years. And then it became like a running That's joke. so standard. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, 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 you know, at a certain point it was like, I feel like, like I know you well enough that like we should have each other's phone numbers, but like I don't need to because we just message each other on Facebook Messenger and it gets the job done. So it's that awkward um, like meeting for the it's an awkward internet exchange of friendship <laughs> where it's like you don't know like it's a it's it's been long enough to like both know that and you're but both feel weird for saying it and admitting yeah. to each other like <laughs> we should have done this a long time ago. It's, yeah, it it, 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 it it's that is so standard. It's so so standard. I love it though because we've all done it. Anyone who's done who met friends through the internet have are all have gotten some kind of experience like that. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, so we had met once before then, but then you know this was obviously like our first our first time getting to hang out together, like doing Star Wars stuff, kind of doing stuff together as a podcast. Like I don't think we actually did a podcast from Celebration, but like we both had media badges um kind of going and representing you know our, our podcast and we had business cards and everything and it was this whole big deal and then of course like it was the celebration before the force awakens came out and um you know we had already had like the first teaser that was released like on the thanksgiving weekend of like 2014 and we'd had the casting announcement and all this stuff and it was just like the hype was at a fever pitch like the cast oh, was man. gonna be there there was going to be, you know, we knew we were going to get a, a big trailer. And then also like Rebels was going on, like the first season of Rebels had just ended. And we got, um, that was where we got to watch the, the premiere of season two of Rebels. And we had Battlefront coming out. And I think it was the, it was the first um, celebration, at least in the U.S., since Disney had taken over Star Wars. Because the it last, was, yeah. Yeah, the last right. celebration yeah. was Celebration 6 in Orlando, which I had gone to. Tim wasn't at that one. Um and I remember at that one, there was a lot of like whisperings and speculation. Like, are they about to announce episodes seven, eight, and nine? Um, like we thought they were maybe going to announce it at that celebration. And obviously like that stuff was kind of in the works at that point. Um, because George you know, met obviously with we, uh, we Mark, know and now. Late, or Mark, Mark and Carrie that, yes. that yeah. same weekend, right? So yeah. and he told um, them it was happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like this was, it was the first, the first one, like the first celebration of the Disney era of, you know, the first one since we knew that we were getting the new movies and just, you know, they had all these new projects to hype up and the, the, like I said, the hype levels were just through the roof. Um, And so, I mean, I have so many fun memories from that celebration of like, just, you know, watching the Force Awakens trailer all together for the first time. Um and I, when I say all together at that point, it was just me and Tim and our our whole group from uh, you know Thunderquack and all the other guys we were hanging out with. Yeah, um, and we didn't Tim. make it into the main auditorium though. We were in like yeah, no, room. we were in the the overflow one of the overflow rooms, which was still had like two thousand people packed. Yeah, in there. the we energy there was the, still we phenomenal. Were, yeah, we were watching the panel streamed on a, a big screen, and it was still wild. 
Um, and one of my favorite memories from that, there was, uh, so they showed the trailer twice, you know, they, they showed it, everybody went crazy. And JJ Abrams is like, you want, you guys want to see it again. But obviously like some people were leaving the room. Um, cause you know, after they saw it once they wanted to go down and like hit the exhibit floor and be the first ones to get in line to buy stuff and whatever. So people kept opening the doors to go out and right outside of the room that we were in were like these big windows going to outside. So it was letting a lot of light in the room as they're about to show the trailer again. And we wanted it to like be dark so we could see. And so everybody was yelling, close the doors, close the doors, close the doors. And I go, and hope they don't have blasters. <laughs> and like a bunch of people around us burst out laughing. So, um, yeah, you know, always the perfect timing with the Star Wars reference, Kyle. <laughs> I, it's like a second language to me. Yeah. Um, Case in point. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, like that was a blast, you know, just kicking that off with, uh, you know, the Chewy were home. Um, just such an iconic moment. And then uh, later on that weekend, um, again, we had the Rebel season two premiere and I had been, you know, down walking around shopping or, or doing whatever and then uh headed up to the the room that we we're like you know where they have like the the big room where everybody lines up to get into the other room for the panel um and i was headed up there to meet with like mike and carl and jason um and uh you know i'm, I'm walking along the line and i just happened to see you guys and you know tim had been hanging out with paul because you guys already knew each other ahead of time um and you just happened to be further up in line than they were. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to come hang out with Tim. Um, and, you know, we'll get into the room sooner. And then I, that was the first time I met Paul. And I just remember sitting mm -hmm. there with you guys for like four hours that we waited in that line. Um, yeah, we did. It was battle for, or it was battle for rebels. I forgot. It was for rebels. No, it was rebels. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. We, I, talked, yeah. we talked about Battlefront a lot, and obviously, like I said, we had already seen the Force Awakens trailer, and so I remember all of us just geeking out about that and speculating about the movie and how excited we were for that. I don't remember if it was after the the panel that they had had for Battlefront, where we got to see like the first gameplay trailer and uh, like they were giving out free T-shirts and stuff. Um, that was, yeah, I, that was, was that I, I was able to get into that with the media badge and that was also a lot of fun um, yeah I remember we got uh, separated on that point where it was like the line we got there a little late the line was super like long already to get in for the battlefront panel and it filled up but then you said I'm going to see if I can get in with the media badge and if they let me in and they did and I don't know if I got a different person or someone at the door but I didn't get it <laughs> yeah said, yeah I because I was yeah, weren't so you with me too no that was that was separate. no Tim. Tim yeah. was Tim was with me. We're we in went the line together. To, we're yeah. in the line together. It's like snaking around the hallway, and we realize that like we're probably not going to get into this because there's so many people getting in ahead of us. And this was at the point where like you you know having a media pass like could get you into some panels and stuff. Like nowadays it does not. Um, but back then, you know, if if you asked the right person or knew the right people, like you could get, you know, they did have some reserved, they had some reserved media seating for all the panels, but it was like, not everybody knew the rules about like who was allowed to go in. Like, was it only for like certain press or for, you know, VIPs or whatever, or like would, it, would anybody with a media badge be able to get in? Um I think so we're, in, we're, we're in this line. I'm looking like, uh, I don't know if we're going to get in. So I was like, I'm just going to go up to the door and ask like, Hey, is there media pass? You know, is there media seating? Can I get in with my media pass? So I go up to the door 
and the guy is like, yeah, come on in. Like, you know, there's only a few spots left or like the panel's about to start or whatever. And so I didn't have time to like go back and get Tim. I just texted Tim like in all caps. I was like, they're letting in media passes, get up here now. And I had to go on in by myself. And then Tim wasn't able to get in behind me. I should have um, went in with you because I was like, oh, let me just save our place in line in case you can't. Well, yeah, because that in. was the thing. Like if they yeah. told us no, we didn't want to lose our place in line. So you you stayed behind. The funny thing is, I think on that one, our good friend, Justin Bulger, who hadn't started working for the inside yet, he was still on the outside doing the first, uh, the first.net, which I was doing with Justin, I think at the time, um, was I, doing, I, for, I forgot. No, I was, I was doing it at the time. Um, we had just joined up with me, John and Megan and Justin, which was a blast. Um, but I remember, I remember that, uh, like Justin was like, I'm like, we got you in the battlefront. He's like, I got this. I'm like, what do you mean you got this? He's like, just, just, just follow my lead. And that's like, because Justin's a born leader. He's just, he is a great, phenomenal leader. And I, I had just got to know Justin, you know, a year or so. So I was just getting to know him. And I remember being like, I don't know, like Justin's just so, he, if you know Justin, you know what I'm talking about. He, he's, a, he's a unique and amazing, like, he's my brother, one of my best friends in the world. And it's just, it's just, he's a unique individual. And I love that about him. But I just, you know, we don't know him that well. It's like, what does he, what, what does this mean? Like, what, what do you mean just follow your lead? Like, what are you, what are we going to do? Like, go in like a gutter or something like that? And like, go in the back <laughs> way or, you know? And he's like, just follow the lead. And all we did was, was when the panel, the previous panel was done for Battlefront, he goes, just sit here and just act like you're waiting. I'm like, or something like that. I'm like, okay. And someone asked you, let me do the talking. I'm like, okay. And sure enough, we were there. We, we so we waited for the other then to, to basically get the next battlefront thing going. And I think one person came up was, uh, what are you guys doing here? You guys need to leave. He's like, Oh, we're here for the next panel. So, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're we're supposed to be here. He's like, oh, okay. And they just walked off. <laughs> and I was like, What? He's like, Yeah, so I do. I think you belong here. Yeah, I've I've heard that before too. Just you know, anywhere you know you're trying to get into, just act like you're supposed to be there. Yeah, and, and and he and sure enough, we just we we bypassed the line, got in, sat down, got my battlefront shirt. I was like, damn, Justin, and he did that a couple different yeah. times. It blew me away of like how smooth he was of handling everything. I was like, oh, this Justin guy knows what he's doing. All right, you know, and he, yeah. he really made me like trust, kind of trusted him a lot more. Full trust, actually, I would say full trust at that point. Um, Speaking of the battlefront shirt. Shout out to our friend too, Joey Letson, for grabbing us. I was just about to say that because I, yeah, I was like, I even getting in with the media passes, you know, they had all the shirts had been snatched up by that point. They had, I think they just had one sitting on every seat, but um, yeah, they they had them for the media passes. And also, it was so full by that point, people had taken all the shirts. But Joey had been in line ahead of me and Tim, and he had gotten in there and grabbed a couple shirts for us. Um, And I still have that shirt. You know, and and going back to like when we were hanging out for the four hours, I remember. You know, well, yeah, I was I was going back to that because I was just saying I don't remember if that was before or after that. That was after. I believe that, Rebels was that Saturday. was after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, but that was another thing that we talked about. Like that, we were all geeking out about Battlefront and how excited we were for that, and that was really kind of mm-hmm. when we started bonding over that. And so um, then, when that first Battlefront game came out, like you know, we had that sort of foundation to uh, you know we we decided right there at Celebration when this comes out, we're all adding each other on Xbox and we're all playing together. Yeah, I I was going to say that Saturday, I mean, you would think Thursday getting the force, being the force awakens panel, getting that trailer battlefront and that Saturday morning 
going to the Rebels panel, which was amazing. And again, yeah. shout out to Justin because I met up with you guys um, earlier that day before I met up with Kyle because I wanted to get into that Rebels panel. Justin got us some really great, like almost front row seats for that panel. Yeah, that was amazing. incredible. Yeah, seeing that trailer yeah. with Captain Rex reveal and Darth Vader, mm. it was like this is amazing. They're at, we're actually could see the premiere of this, what looks to be an incredible season tonight. I remember you and me, Paul, saying we gotta, we should probably just get in line right now. We can't. We did, yeah. We, we just like, nope. Yep. Yep. And I, and I forget how yeah, we. I, either we just bumped into you, or did I text you about? He said he said he bumped into us. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah he I think because again, I was That's I was right. going to meet up with Mike and Jason, and I'm walking down the line, and I just happened to be like, "Oh, you guys are right here," and I That's just right. got in line with you. Dave was so bummed too. Yeah. I remember Dave like giving me so much attitude about it. Like Dave was like, <laughs> he you know, joined like us friend. eventually again, though. <laughs> oh, he did. He was like reluctantly. Was like, you know, listen, Dave is Dave is literally. I've been best friends with Dave for like 20 years. And so, like, I could say this stuff to him. Like, dude, I'm not, you know, whatever. I could tell he was all pissed off. I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, but but you know what? We were all happy. I, I know he was happy when he was, he did it. We were all happy we did it. Right. You know? I mean, that's what I was I was going to say. Like, all those amazing stuff. And my fondest memory of celebration that year was being was in line with you guys for four yeah. or five hours. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Just yeah, that getting to know definitely... each other more, talking Star Wars. Someone got some extra Jack in the Box burgers that they let us have. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Was, oh, I tried I forgot that. about that. Oh, Somebody oh came in with a bag God. of like 20 burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, who wants to do that's the, the beauty of celebration. I can't believe I haven't been back since that one. Um oh, man, dude, celebrations are just oh. yeah, just you know, Star Wars fans coming together. It's those little devastated. moments of you know, just just some random person giving you free food because you both love Star Wars. Like there's nothing well, like it. And I and like again, like great point, Tim. Like that to me, like even you know, I was with uh, Justin and John and and Megan um, and, and my my brother. Which for, I, really quickly, for those who don't know, I'm just gonna say it again. My my brother doesn't listen to this. Like my my biological brother. But uh, I all of my friends, best friends are my brothers, like you guys and everyone. But like yeah, my biological brother, who's six years older than I am, we're very close. Uh, we drove down together, and one reason what he came with me is we got him an extra ticket because. Because uh, you guys got media badges, so Tim had an extra badge and very generously gave it to my brother without any cost, which you could have sold at least, at the very least, got your money back, and or if not, made a profit off it, which Derek didn't pay you for, it, which you didn't ask to be paid. You were like, no, no, just, just nope. take it. You're very generous for it. I mean, very, make that very clear. My brother went literally to the Force Awakens panel, and then. Saturday, he went in into the, the like exhibit, and that's it. And he just stayed <laughs> in his hotel in the hotel room and read books by Brandon <laughs> Sanderson, and turned the AC up to like where it was like twenty degrees. And I'm not even joking; it was like thirty five degrees in there. And I walk in and going, "What the hell? Wait, why is it an iceberg in here? <laughs> like, why are we in hot? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What the hell, dude?" And Dave's just like, "Whatever, he doesn't care. He's doing his thing, you know." And I'm just like, Derek, you know, he was like, we only had two beds. And, you know, of course, Dave gets his own bed because he, he, he did all the organizing. So me and Derek had to sleep, you know. And he's like, I'm like, wait, Derek, I'm, just, I'm not sleeping on the floor. I don't care sleeping next to you. I'm like, no, I don't want to sleep next to you. So I had to sleep on the floor because I want to sleep next to my own brother. And it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to sleep next to you. Uh, you know, I mean, like, oh, I'm so irritated at him. And I'm like, Derek, I'm like, I, I even forced him basically to the exhibit because I'm like, Derek, 
you realize you've only been to the Force Awakens. Like, no, no, no. We had family down in Temecula, so like he like was visiting my aunts and uncles and stuff like that. Which I was like, I ain't doing that. I'm watching Star Wars, you know. And so um, I remember being like, Jared, aren't you actually gonna take advantage of that? Oh yeah. And he came in. And he was like, Man, I'm good. I'm gonna go back to the hotel. And like, I was like, you suck. <laughs> and I'm like, will you at least like buy Tim dinner or something? Whatever, dude. So I'm so irritated at him. I still like bitter at him way he treated that. Anyway. Um, it's all good. So we, I mean, that was even a thought in my mind that he was using the ticket. I was just so immersed with shows, Star Wars yeah. and being with you guys. Like, <laughs> you were you were beyond generous. And I remember being very, I just will always will be very appreciative you did that. Because that was the crux of me going down there and be able to afford it. Because my brother, because I wasn't a fly or drive. I wanted to drive because it was cheaper. And he was my brother too. I love you cool. And, and like, it just it, it, for him and for me, just it really helped. That really helped out us being able to go down there. So, and I remember the first times we had talked. And, and let's be real whenever you meet someone for the first time after not seeing them, you never met them in person before, but you've talked to them like for hours. And mm-hmm. I've dated, you know, this, is, this goes beyond like, like good friends like me and you, Tim. I'm telling like, I've dated women from the internet where I've met them for the first time after talking to them for hours. You know, and it's let's be real. It's awkward. It's all. I don't care like how much you love that person. It's always awkward at first. It's all it, when I first met John Brilliant, Again, my brother Justin, my brother you Tim. It's always weird a little bit because it's just, it's just you don't know their mannerisms. You know, and everything. Yeah. It's just, I, that's reality. I remember right. I walked right past you guys. I was outside of celebration getting my badge, and I didn't even see you. <laughs> then, yeah, I mean, yeah. but yeah, and it's always it's always a little weird. You know, but like, but as soon as like that first like 15, 20 minutes kind of wears off, it all just kind of fits in. And I remember being like, that happened, and not just with you, Tim, but with everybody, like with John, with Justin, and you, and you know, it all was this little, it's always a little weird. You're like, oh, you know, and then you just, it wears off and you're like, you're homies. And it's like, it fits in perfectly. And that's what that whole weekend was for me. You know, I remember just having a blast, um, you know, with everyone, the lines. I, again, I, I remember Tim so distinctly when we were in that front row and we were like, we're not we're not missing the, role, the premiere of Rebels. There's no way we're missing yeah. that. And I remember just being like, we're going right in. And I'm <laughs> so glad I did. And I remember, you know, it, that, again, that was, it was such a magical time because Star Wars Twitter was so unified. And I don't know if it'll ever be unified you know, it just not even Twitter. I think fandom. That's probably a better word. Fandom in general was so much more unified then. And I'll never, I'll never forget. You know, sitting by a bunch of people that we we talked to. You know, here or there, or a bunch on Twitter. I remember, you know, my, my buddy Jonah, who I love dearly. She was right in front of us with the the Rex reveal. And yeah. those who don't know, Jonah was like the biggest Rex fan of all time. And when she came, when he showed up on screen, she bawled. And I'm not I think even everyone like, turned to her too to see her reaction. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> I, I was like, because she was sitting right in front of me. I, I patted the deck. I'm like, Jonah, dude, I can't believe this. And she's, and Jonah was so amazing. I, Jonah, I, she won't listen to this because she's, 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 she's important. She's got too much stuff going on. And I, but I love that girl to death. She ended up making um, uh, a little doll, one of those Tuca dolls for Lulu um, that like I took when we, we got her from California. Uh, I took and and it still is up and she, she we named it Jonah after her. Oh, um, that's awesome. You know, yeah. And so like, but like you know, Jonah was so amazing. She was one of the people there that weekend that I just I connect to immediately. Every time she sees us, she always goes like, literally. Every time she sees, she, she always can reach over to John, Justin, and I. It gives the biggest genuine like loving hugs of all time. And I was like, I remember leaving like like being like she is the most like like fun 
nicest, genuine person ever. We, you know, I just, I, I, Joan, if you're listening, I love you. We miss you. I hope you're doing well. And so, but yeah, and I, you know, when she made everyone those Tuka dolls, I remember being like, when I have kids, will you make me one? It was like, I think I asked her that that, that weekend. She's like, of course. And of course, when we found out we were having Lulu, I was like, Jonah, and she she squealed for me. And then she said, absolutely. And she refused to take money from us and made us two doll. And it, it's one of my most cherished items. And I will, I literally like my, my we have a dog now, Louise, who I love to death. My mom, my wife hates her, uh, but she like <laughs> destroys everything. And that's something that I'm like, I am like protecting with all dear life in Lulu's room. It's like up on a shelf and I'm like, this cannot leave. Like this cannot. Like I will, I will, I will literally probably like will die if this thing gets destroyed. So I'm like, leave it up here. You know, I'll just leave it up here. And hope it stays safe. So I'm like praying that, that Weezy never gets to it. But yeah, it's that weekend was magical for so many different reasons, and I think just bond the bonds that they were not just with you guys, but my 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 you know with John and Justin, you know who we did the Force.net with. That was also a thing that we. You know, I, I ended up being like that was forming. You know, John and I were all already pretty good friends before that. You know, like we were, we had we had gone through we had podcasts before, obviously at the Marmoth Media shows, and I met Justin later on when I returned to that show and everything. And um, but it was that weekend that like we really formed a bond that for for John and Justin and I lasted for you know we're to a point where you know after you know Justin started working for Lucasfilm. And we stopped podcasting with Star Wars with him. And, you know, and, and I basically was doing two Star Wars shows with Blast, uh, Blaster Cast and then uh, Blaster, Blaster Cannon Pack, the Blaster Cannon podcast with you guys. And then, you know, and whatever. Um, but besides that, like, you know, John, Justin, and I have like to a point where like, every day we text, we literally texted each other every day, every day for years. We vacation together, like not just like oh let's go start. No, we'd all hang out, meet up, and all like go at my house or to Justin's, you know, apartment in uh, over in um, you know San Francisco, and we just go hang out and just do stuff, like as like like as family. And and it was like it's and that was all, you know, because of the Force Awakens, and our excitement, and then you know and, and all these experiences with like celebration and like with us too, and like. It's it's just crazy how these things form us, and it's unfortunate when the, like things get fractured for whatever reason. Not just people, but like the fandoms of self, you know, whatever. But you know, those times are special, and I I, I think those times will, will will one day come back. I really do. I, I think things are still new with Star Wars in a way that like, it's it's not quite there to like kind of like let things linger. I think another like five eight years, things will start to kind of settle down a little bit more. And maybe people will be a little bit less harsh and hopefully the culture of the whole United States will hopefully shift to a more accepting, uh, you know, of each other, you know, at some point. But not to get too political there, but but basically I'm just saying, like, because that time frame was so magical where everyone, their differences were set aside a lot because of the love of Star Wars. And I feel like that to me was such a magical time and everyone was excited you know, it, it, of course, there's dramas and all those things. Even at that time, I mean, God, I'm going for hours for other drama we hear about that weekend. But, but either way, for the most part, it was pretty magical and something that I'll never forget. And again, those are forming. I form bonds with so many people. You know, you guys are obviously you know, chief among them. You know that I, I'm grateful for, and excited that I, you know, it, what it's turned into. You know, and I. I, that's the thing, you know, it's, it's, it's so crazy. You know, we've, 
we've you guys were i say we we've been doing this for 10 years you know obviously i've been podcasting for over 10 years and, and you guys as well but like together as we've gone this 10-year journey now and now we're going to continue on it's exciting because i just know as as me as as someone who i count you guys as close friends of mine family you know it's just it's exciting to keep sharing that as our families grow and as like we experience different star wars stories and how like how our differences of opinions you know there's you know me and kyle it's ironic because people don't know we share the same birthday january 8th and we couldn't be more different on star wars on many different things and (laughs) we have commonalities but our differences is what are honestly what bring us together you know i really do think that and i think that it makes us our friendship stronger because you know i i, I thrive if anyone who knows me on these shows i thrive off of debating arguing and and because because honestly it's not just because i love to like be a jerk and be condescending or or to be like does it be a what's the word i'm looking for um uh, a tr- when someone's like always against something, yeah, yeah. Granted, I like being a contrarian to push buttons. I like pushing buttons. Anyone knows me knows I love to push buttons. But the oh, thing we is, know. oh, oh, yeah, Kyle's yeah, oh, <laughs> been on the other end of that quite a bit. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Kyle. I love you. Um, but no, but like the thing is, it's the but the thing is, I love about doing it is because I can grow in myself by learning from Kyle. From learning why he loves the last Jedi, and I mean, being serious too. Like I'm learning why you identify with it. You know, those are things that help me process how you process things, and how it may help me. Maybe because there's no hope for me in last Jedi. I, I don't think I'll ever like love that as much as you, or even even in the proximity is what you'll do. But you know what? When we watch another Star Wars thing on the road, because you've informed me how you how you look at things and how you process things. That'll help me process other things, Star Wars things going forward and vice versa with Tim and everyone too. Like that's why podcasting is so special. That's why podcasting is, 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 you know, what we do as fans is I think still important. It's not about this, you know, uh, you know, speculation, which I love, I love me some speculation. I mean, again, I've lived off it with Tim for years, you know, for hours, we can speculate literally hours. And, you know, but what to me, what's, what makes podcasting and stuff in fandom so important is how people can learn and process things through through the art form or for, through the art that we're looking at this, this commercial art obviously but through all these things how we can learn to process it differently and look at and, and how that can maybe mold and change us and our inform our opinions differently in a good way because echo chambers are never good what, whatever and, and you're on and that's what podcasting, I think, when, and that's why I thrive off of people discussing, debating, arguing. I don't want things to get nasty. And then things have never been nasty with, with, with us. And I've always been very appreciative. Kyle's always been very gracious and, gracious and shown grace when I've maybe gone overboard. Because I, I know I've gone overboard in any yet. Man. And Kyle's always been really, really very gracious and, and shown many, much grace with that. And, and Tim as well, obviously. And and that's the thing is like it builds you build character through debating and and talking and discussing and that's what podcasting has done for me i think for most people that don't even realize it maybe but that's what to me is what's important is sharing those things and learning and adapting and understanding what these experience what other people's experiences are what makes it you know special for them and how you can take that out you know and for yourself as well and that's again 
going by why we have diversity is so much so important in these things it's not just because of it's not just because of the culture but i think it's also learn about this key, our own personalities regardless of what we're if we're black white you know it, it doesn't matter it's just us as people it's good to diversify our opinions and form of people's experiences to learn and that's what makes i think our show so special in my you know i'm being biased because i'm on the show and i love you guys to death is i think we have such a unique set of views of star wars but our love for Star Wars and our love for each other never wavers. And that's why we've been able to go on as long as we have, because there's a genuine love and care for each other. And it's never going to change. And it's, and I think that we had, you know, those who don't know, we had a great conversation the other day where things were not always on the same page, but, but we all like ended up because we're all like close and we all can like talk like adults and be fine. Things were great at the end because we all have the mutual love for Star Wars and want to, you know, figure out what's the best way to do it. And I loved, I just, I felt leaving that conversation, not just because of, of what we were talking about, guys, but just because how we got to that point. And it was just so yeah. great. That it, I felt great after that. I've been talking a long time and I, I apologize. I just, I just been feeling this, this love and a genuine love for like what we're talking about. And it just makes me think about why I love podcasting in general and with you guys, especially. So you know, it's and and that year, that celebration, that is the begin. That was the genesis, the literal genesis of what has informed me as a person almost now, as far as like my friends and people I trust. And it's just it's it's got me kind of like very emotional. So it's it, not like I'm gonna ball my eyes out, but I've, I'm feeling lots of stuff, lots of good stuff. And you know, there's just a lot of experiences I'll cherish forever because of it. And you guys are definitely again, chief among reasons why. So stuff like this is so amazing. And, and again, to me, this is why podcasting is important. Yeah. Well said, Paul. I mean, that's very kind of you to say for us too. And as we echo that to you as well, that was such a magical time and just a magical year really. And <laughs> yeah, 15 of everything that went in that year leading up to the hype of the force awakens and culminating to the release of that. And yeah, that celebration such a special time yeah it really was yeah definitely and obviously like you said the you know the the friendships that we all formed around that was definitely one of the best things that came out of that time also side note for anybody that's curious with paul talking about you know us having a, a conversation that we all didn't agree on or whatever like that involved us just having some different ideas of maybe ways that we can move yeah. forward with the, the future of the podcast that we will share at some point. So I don't want to leave people in the dark thinking like, oh, what's this mysterious thing he's talking about? We no, didn't no, have no. Some, I, it's I, not, I it's like, not like we had some big fight about, you know, The Last oh, Jedi no, no. versus The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> or something. No, like I, 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 um, I, I, I didn't mean to like leave it like that. I just because it was because what we talked about, we're excited. Hopefully, you know, we'll reveal more stuff as, as it comes. But. Again, it, it wasn't even eye to eye. It's just, it just again, what I was trying to, what I was trying to do a very good job of it. I apologize. It's like, no, no, no. I, I knew what you were getting at. I'm just saying for, it, I feel like it's it sounded kind of cryptic for people that weren't in on that conversation. So I just didn't want to like leave people hanging. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. No, because, it, it, because, it, you know, I want to be old man Paul here for a minute, but, you know, I, collaboration is not, it, it really is a team. And it's, you know, as someone who's played music as long as I have, and, and, and you working in film, Kyle, and, and, and Tim, you collaborating with musicians yourself, you know, and, and those things, like, those are all things you have to, it's, it's like, sometimes there's a, there's a clear leader, but when you have three people who are very strong personalities, it takes, collaboration is not, it's not easy. And it's, 
it takes people, it takes, you know, it, you have to let your pride down. You have to will, be willing to like, you know, sacrifice. And, and, and again, talking about what I, what I talked about earlier with podcasting, right? Like it, it really truly is about le- learning the experiences from other people and how to use that for yourself and what that means. And that to me was, was just so much apparent in our, in our awesome conversation the other day of those, you know, my ideas are not all like 100% great ideas and vice versa. You know, it's about adapting and learning. And it was just a great experience of like reminding me of why, you know, collaboration is so important in any project, but like podcasting and just shows you it really, it does take people to know each other, to really understand sometimes, you know, what it, what it takes to like get things done. And, and it's just, it was a great, yeah, like you said, it was, it was a great conversation and it's an embodiment of what I think makes our podcast last as long as it has you know and, and why we want to keep doing it because we love talking to star wars and star wars content's not going away obviously anytime soon and you know and as we get older time does get more valuable but but really if it was like anybody else besides justin and john you know i don't know if i'd want to keep podcasting about it to be at, the, at this point to be honest but you guys have uh, i want to do it with you guys you know you yeah. guys are absolutely without a doubt like Anyone else? And, and there's no disrespect to Megan or, or, or Seth, who I love dearly, you know, but like, you know, it's just like right now, like we've shared so many experiences together, you know, but, you know, we're, I was at your freaking wedding and Tim was in your wedding. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it was like, I flew literally just to go to your wedding, which is in Arizona, which I live in Seattle. Like, like, that's not like a, and I had no problems doing it. Like I, you invited me and I was like, I have to go to this morning. I, I told my wife, so yeah, absolutely. And like, we have shared so many great experiences together. But yeah, it's like I'd say, yeah, and this is again, those fits my I love those those ladies so much. They're amazing ladies. And I and I would I miss podcasting with them. You know, it's just we we've we you know when I was doing two podcasts together with you guys and with them for a while. And and so like when when that ended, it was a bummer. I, I knew it was gonna happen. We just kept we just kept trucking and it kept chugging and it was just and the going, you know, the to Galaxy's Edge, just like it's just there's no one I'd want to podcast with, you know, besides maybe my, my best friends, John and Justin. And I don't want to yeah. get into that, because but it's a different thing. But you know what I mean. Like it's, it's a. I just I'm so thankful that I get to that I get to do podcasts with people like you guys. And there's actually people who actually care about listening to us talk about Star Wars too together. So I mean, I as everyone who listens who said nice things from the podcast, you know, I to be honest, I've never gotten a negative thing. Maybe one person. I, Martin Allerman me doesn't always like my opinions. I think Martin, if you're listening, I love you. Just know that. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, but I know he he gets he, get, he doesn't like my last Jedi hate a lot of times. It, 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 listen, I I've gone overboard on it because I do feel passionate about it, and I realize it's just, sometimes I just go overboard because I get so mad. But uh, but no, I I ever, even Martin I, has been very respectful to me too. But I know I've, I've made him irritated. I've, I've, I've seen I've seen things, Martin. I apologize. So if you're listening, I still love you, and I, I apologize. But uh, everyone else, you know, obviously for the most part, I've never seen a, a single negative thing to me, and I really appreciate that. To so you guys too, you know, and and obviously if anyone did, I wouldn't tolerate that, and I, I would go after them immediately. So um, you know, <laughs> that's just how I am. But uh, but for you guys, not for me, I'm like hey, whatever. But like for you guys, I would not tolerate anyone saying anything nasty or negative to you guys. So, but no, everyone's been we've we've been blessed. We haven't really been hit with like drama. We haven't hit really with anything. It's just been, we've been kind of our own thing and it's been, it's mm-hmm. been nice, 
you know, it's been really nice. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of been by design, but at the same time, it's like, I think we've avoided a lot of some of the stuff that other podcasts fall into just because like, I mean, we've never been one of the, you know, the biggest or the most popular podcasts. We've never really tried to like, you know, we did this cause we were two friends that then became three friends that just enjoyed talking star Wars together and felt like they yeah. had some opinions to share. Um, and we're not trying to make sure that everybody hears us. We're not, you know, we're not trying to climb to the top and we're not trying to, um, and we, we do kind of, you know, just kind of do our own thing. I mean, we're part of the thunder quack network and we have other friends that are in podcasting, but, um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times you see people do a lot of like collaboration and, and, uh, you know, sort of getting really involved in each other's shows. And then there's some miscommunication or some hurt feelings or whatever, and things get nasty or um, just, you know, people disagreeing with each other's opinions or, you know, people getting in, in political disagreements or, I mean, whatever it may be, there's lots of reasons why people within podcasts, you know, those relationships break down or, um, you know, people, you know, having drama with people on different podcasts or, or just drama with people on the internet or whatever. And obviously with Star Wars fandom, there's no shortage of drama. Um, but, and, you yeah. know, like you said, we've, we've certainly had our, our spats about certain things that we've disagreed with, but at the end of the day, we still, you know, we still respect each other. Mm -hmm. We're still friends. Absolutely. We, still enjoy, we still enjoy talking Star Wars together. And I mean, you're right. Like we've been doing this for 10 years and that certainly feels like a good enough milestone that I'd be like, I would be happy sailing off into the sunset and being like, you know what? I did a successful Star Wars podcast for 10 years. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, you know, like if I didn't want to keep doing this, I would stop doing this. Um, but I want to keep doing this. First of all, I enjoy doing it with you guys. I feel like if we weren't doing the podcast anymore, I would still get on and have three hour discussions with you guys about star Wars, just because it, I would pretty be much talking to you guys about it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I'm and also like, there's still all this stuff coming out that we want to talk about. Like the day that there either stops being star Wars content or that I'm not interested in the star Wars content that's coming out, then like, I'll stop talking about it. But you know, I mean, Andor is great. We've got Bad Batch coming up. And I mean, heck, next year with The Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka and uh, Jedi Survivor, like, I cannot wait to talk about those. I'm I'm sticking around at least till all that stuff comes out. But, you know, then we got the Acolyte and more movies and all kinds of like, I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, as long as you've got fun stuff to talk about and, and fun friends to talk about it with, like, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, and like you said, it, it really did all start, uh, at least with, you know, with the three of us, um, you know, that, that celebration was a big milestone. And then after that, we started having you Paul on the, like as a guest host, uh, every once in a while, I think, I don't remember when the first time was that we had you on. I know you. I was actually going to ask Paul that question. If you remember your first episode. I do. Back? Okay. Rogue One. It was it Rogue One? No, actually Rogue it wasn't. One. No, it was what, before that. What was it? It was, was for, it? it was for Force Friday. The first Force Friday. Oh, really? Yep. See, that's what I was going to say. Like, I remember having Paul on for Rogue One and, and probably a couple times in 2016. Um, but that's why I was like, I don't remember if you would have come on at some point in 2015, you know, after we had all met for celebration, like, it seems like you would have, but, um, the first thing, like the first times I remember was that row one stuff. Um, 
but yeah, we we had you on as a, a guest host off and on. And then it was really, it was 2018 when I was getting married and um, was really busy with a lot of wedding stuff. And that was around the same time that Solo was getting ready to come out. So like there was a lot of Star Wars stuff going on at the same time. And I was like, we're going to have to record episodes where like, I'm not going to be able to be there. So we'll just bring on Paul like as a full-time third host and we can all kind of rotate. And, you know, if somebody's not able to be there a certain week, we'll at least have two which we kind of did for a while. And now we've kind of gotten into a groove where like <laughs> we try to get it where we're all on. And sometimes that's to our detriment because we'll end up waiting like six weeks to record an episode. Um, yeah. Cause you know, Paul's got stuff with his kid and then I get COVID and then Tim gets COVID and it was, you know, th this year has been crazy, but um, we are going to try to get back to recording a little bit more regularly and being like, here's the day, whoever's there, you're there. If you're not, you're not. Um, yeah. But we'll get into that a little bit more later, just kind of talking about, you know, future plans and stuff. But um, I mean, I guess that's really the the gist of the future plans for now is we do want to kind of be a bit more just consistent with the podcast, with our, our recording schedule. And we want to kind of like push our, our social media and stuff a little bit more um, and, and get on some more platforms because, you know, we realize that we're still not on like Spotify and, uh, and Amazon Music. And so, you know, just trying to push out to more platforms and maybe grow our reach a little bit again not not you know at least for right now we're still not trying to like climb to the top and get a bunch of advertising money yeah and all that kind of stuff. that's not our that's not our game yeah. yeah but just to to see if we put a little bit more work into it kind of see where it goes and then if we want to kind of push even further into into some more avenues but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, like I said, at the end of the day, it really just comes down to the three of us enjoying hanging out, talking Star Wars. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's the biggest thing that I get out of this and the thing that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it, and, it, you know, and, and, and the thing is, for the future, if people want more, they just let us know. Like, let us know what you guys would love us to do. I bet maybe that's, you know. Well, well, yeah, what do you want to see us do? Like not differently, but like add or whatever. Because because like 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 Kyle said, we're gonna be ramping things up and hoping and we'll just kind of see where it takes us from there. And and if it doesn't, like we just get more consistent, we're cool with that. And if it you know if things like people want it, want more, want different things, we've got ideas. And so we just gotta figure out what we it's worth us to do because time is valuable for everyone. And, you know, so we want to make sure we were doing everything right and the people want it. And, and if it makes sense for us to do it, we'll do it. I mean, that's kind of what we've kind of talked about. And so we just got to get more consistent as a show as far as putting out our, our episodes, which is going to happen. And, I'm, and then honestly, I'm really excited about that because like, like Dick Kyle said, like everyone's like guilty of like, can't make it here. But we all we all love talking to Star Wars together. We all want to be together. Right. So, <laughs> you, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, and and so going forward, you know, I may not show up one day, or it's everybody, you know, whoever. And it, that's the cool thing is there's so many, there's so many of us between the three of us that there will be no a, a three hour show will turn into a two hour show, God forbid, right? You know, so. Uh, <laughs> but but that's the thing, though. Well, I mean, and that's the thing too is we again, as you said, you know, time is valuable, especially as we get older and and you know have jobs and families and all that kind of stuff, like. Um, we've realized recently you know sometimes you know when something big happens and we try to go for three or four hours you know it's just like this is starting to not be as feasible as it used to be um so that's part of the the idea of recording more regularly too is like if we do a two-hour episode twice a month instead of a four-hour episode once a month mm -hmm. then uh yeah. you know it's the same amount of content but it's it's easier on our recording schedule so 
Yeah, and, and and again, if people love the more consistent consistency and like it, our numbers go up, we'll, again, we all have ideas for how we could grow the podcast. So if people want more, let us know. I mean, may, tweet at us, you know, mail us, email us, whatever, you know, like let us know. We want to hear what people think because we've got, you know, not, I'm not, I'm not a part of this, but I mean, as far as like we have two very talented people who on the show that like can definitely, I mean, bring stuff up. And so, and we just need to know if like, that's what people want. And if people don't really want it and that's, we're not going to take it personally. Because, that's cool. We'll find what we are. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, if people like, man, I'd love for you to see this or this or this, or, you know, I'd love to see this and this idea like here, then if there's a bunch of people who want it, we'll consider it. So, you know, the, we're, we're about, we just need to get consistent. And that was the thing that, that we all talked about. And I think that that was the thing that I had you know, to basically be like, yeah, we just got to get consistent and figure this out and take it from there. So first step is always take that first brick and lay it down. And all we got to do is be more consistent as far as recording schedule and getting episodes out to you guys. And like, I think that honestly, I think things will take care of itself after that. And I think that to me is what gets me the most excited because I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. So I'm excited for, to be honest, to record you guys on a regular basis. So then not only could our shows, our shows will be shorter, but just like I know when we're recording and I can be like, oh, great. You know, it's easier for me to prepare mentally for this stuff, you know, to be honest. So I'm excited for the future, to be honest. I mean, uh, guys, I, they have they keep me in check. I'm always wanting to like push, you know, everything, you know, in the eons, you know, put the cart before the horse, you could say. <laughs> um, but no, but, but in all seriousness, though, I, you know, this is a, a good idea. And I think that like, if, you know, there's, there's pl- things we could do, but we just got to make sure that there's the people want it and it makes sense and everything. So, you know, I'm, you know, but we, but the, the, the future is very bright for us. I, I, I do either matter what I'm excited for the future, because I think things are definitely gonna be changing for us. And, and then not like in a changing of like in a bad way, but in a, in a great way that, our podcast is going to be a little bit different in that way, but as more, and again, in a better way, as more consistent. And that's going to be exciting where that could lead. So I think there's, uh, this is just the beginning of a potentially awesome, you know, another 10 years, God willing. And maybe we'll be like, and then I'm not, we're not looking to make this a living, but maybe things are going to be feasible for us to help us out, you know, when, when we're, we're trying to do all these things and help us out to like get, go see movies out when they come out and things like that, you know? So it's not about being the best. It's about just doing what we love and, you know, and just like seeing what people want If people want more, we'll give them more. So it's exciting. I, I do think the future is very bright for us. And I think that there's, and for star Wars, the future is bright indeed. Like, and, 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 you know, like and that's, that was that intro is one of my favorite things about the show. I loved your, the original intro, Kyle. Like I just, there's something about it that is so, just the way you're, the future is bright indeed. Like I, I, I would just, I would always smile big when you would say that on the recording when I was when I was just a listener, and I always just laughed. I miss it. I'll be honest, I miss it to death. Um, with the music and I, just, I miss it. So, um, but no, it, the future is bright indeed for all of us, and I think that there's. I think Star Wars, and I, I says I'm, you know, I guess for you know we're probably wrapping up soon. I've talked a lot, and I'm really sorry, guys. Um. But the thing is, I said it before, and I've said it on Twitter before, and I'll save more for a different episode, but I'm just, I'll just say this right now, and I've said it a little, a little bit earlier, the, the, the change, Star Wars is, is, is now starting to change creatively. Um, and not from like a Kathleen Kennedy standpoint, but I'm talking about the, the people they're bringing in. There's a lot of, not just diversity of like, you know, minorities, but like diversity of types of stories we're getting of 
of Star Wars. And really, it feels like we're getting that with, with Kenobi, Andor, Tales of the Jedi, Ahsoka, Mandalorian. Like, this is all in the last, like, you know, I'd say in the last two, you know, year, two years, things are starting to really develop. And this is, all this is going to be informing other content going forward. And I'm, I think all this informing of this stuff we're getting now is going to be radically altering what we're, what we, we're going to be getting later on in a good way, in the best way. And I think the best Star Wars post Disney is yet to come. And I and I say that not as someone who's like, Star Wars Disney is stupid. Like I love Star Wars Disney. Like there's lots of great stuff in it. There's been you know there's, there's like just like with George, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but but for the most part, I've liked what they've and what they're doing now is I think is, is is they're on they're on top of it now, and all the stuff we're getting that like the Andor's and the and Mandalorian season two specifically, Tales of the Jedi. All that stuff, guys, is going to be informing what we're going to be getting in these major stories later on as far as, like, how people create stories and what they can do with the material, like Andor pushing it forward, Mandalorian, you know, all these things. And what we'll be getting later on, I think, will be where we enter. We haven't entered the Golden Age, but we're headed there. We're headed to the Golden Age. And I, I feel know. like... I could argue we might be there already, but that's just me. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but, but either way, the Gold and Silver Ages, I mean, they're... I think we're we're about to hit it, guys. I really do, and I think Star Wars is going to be back in a way. And maybe we'll always have the, the the YouTubers being like making money off of saying everything's a the, the MCU or some stupid idiot being like, you know, oh, Star Wars can't believe it. Andor has to be. You know, they have to make. You know, oh, it's called Andor. It's like you know, why has you know whatever. It's so stupid, guys. Um, you know, but the thing is we're like i do feel the best stuff is about yet to come and i think it's star wars will be put back on the map of like not just andor being like critically acclaimed or mandalorian because of baby yoda memes and stuff like that which i think those are all important to be quite honest what 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 i'm saying is what's going to informing later on these other things we're going to be getting but i think the best yet to come how these things will inform all that future material as far as like how creatively it's done and we're we haven't entered that in and we haven't entered that in yet and when we do it's going to be magical, and I'm saying it right here. I, I predicted this. I predicted Star Wars, Mandalorian being huge. I predicted all that stuff. I mean, I've, I've some of it's luck, but you know, I predicted streaming services and everything, all that. I mean, you know, again, informed all that crappy, whatever. But it's not my, you know, it's not my, my most Nostradamus or whatever it is. Uh, but here's the thing: I, I will say, the best yet to come. I think when that when we start getting like that fresh Star Wars that's been informed from what we have now. It's going to be huge. And Star Wars will maybe not ever get to episode seven level, but it's going to get there at close. I don't know what, how, I know exactly what, but it's going to get to that point again at some point. Trust me, because all this we're getting now has been pretty special. And I think it's only a matter of time before that stuff is going to be that we get afterwards. It's all that post, you call it post punk, if you will, if you guys know, follow me on that. <laughs> you know, punk rock and post punk. This is, think of it like, is this what we're having now with punk rock? And we're waiting for the post-punk. So if you're if you're if you get what really what I'm saying, if you love Minor Threat, and you're gonna love Fugazi because Fugazi was even better than Minor Threat. <laughs> and I would just say I would just say that right now. If you get that reference, you'll get what I'm saying. So I think that's what I'm. You know, I think we're, we're we haven't got the Fugazi yet, but we're about we're about to get there. So buckle up. Well, I for one do not get that reference, um, <laughs> and I'm not surprised at all. But I love you anyway. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I think we're getting, you know, we're getting great stuff right now, but I think 
yeah, I think it's just going to get better and better as it keeps building on itself. You know, I, I think that like Mandalorian season three definitely has the potential to be even better than season two. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Ahsoka series, but Tim and I were talking about this when we, I, we got to hang out in person recently and go to galaxy's edge. Um, which by the way, I think the last time we talked about or, or the last time we recorded, we talked about how we were going to record this episode while we were together in person. Um, and we ended up just watching a bunch of star Wars. And I was like, you know what? Like I can go home and we can still record a podcast together over the internet, but we can't watch star Wars together all the time. Right. So like, <laughs> let's just keep watching star Wars. And we ended up just the last day we were going to record before I left. And we ended up watching force awakens instead. And just kind of reminiscing on that time period and, and that nostalgia of like, you know, the, all those memories of 2015 and the hype leading up to that movie and stuff. Um, yeah. It felt right that it had to be force awakens was the full star Wars movie. That'd be wise. In yeah, the daytime, yeah. I might add, I had to make that sacrifice. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Which, by the way, I know we give you crap for that all the time, Tim. But after sitting there in your your home theater setup and uh, you know seeing where the windows are at and everything, I'm like, I understand. Like, <laughs> what? what me... Hold on. By the way, hold on, because I've obviously been to Tim's house many times, and when my daughter was born, and I was I had it's a long story, but I had to go basically waste time, not waste time, but I had to like, go somewhere else and, and wait for the girl to see my daughter. Uh, I would be like, all right, Tim, I'm going to go drive over to your house and we're going to hang out, you know, uh, during the COVID. Bear with me, people. I, I trusted Tim and vice versa. So anyway, um, so I'd go. That's why, I, you know, I, I said, like, we've, we we found each other through the, what, what was it? Oh, my God. Like, the um, tunnels. Oh, my God. The time of whatever that thing in Rebels was again with Ahsoka. Oh, the World Between Worlds. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. World between, like, we, we found each other through the World Between Worlds. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. But I'll never forget, like, be, I'm like, hey, let's go out to Emperor Strikes Back. You're like, uh. I'm like, Tim, it's like, we're not doing anything. We're literally just hanging out. Like, uh. like are you serious right now? We can't watch Emperor Strikes Back right at your house? It's like four o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Uh. Like, let's watch like, a documentary in... instead. <laughs> I know. I was like, so I was, and this is in his room where we could take off all lights where it was, could be like somewhat mostly dark. He still, because he could see, see cracks of sunlight. <laughs> was like driving him insane. Anyway, I just wanted. I, just wanted, I can I, say I, after, especially like I don't. Maybe you guys were watching stuff in the bedroom or whatever. But like out in we his were, big we like, theater. See out in the out in the theater room, like you can see that light on the screen. So I'm like, I oh, I get I that. Know. I would. No, I would like if I had that setup. I would still watch. You know, maybe like rewatch movies that I've seen before. So, but like when a new episode of Andor or Mandalorian or something comes out, like I would wait till it was dark to watch that. Um. Or I wait till Friday for some people would. Oh, here we go again with that. I, I, go. I, won't, I won't stop giving you a hard time about that. Well, um, which, by the way, I haven't not done in like a long time. So I, I even betrayed myself. Uh, oh, I know. Because you know. you'll, you'll be texting me about Andor on Wednesday night. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not Friday. Well, and, and by the way, too, uh, like, because all my friends bailed on me watching it. And my wife doesn't care about watching stuff with me. So I'm like, I just, I only have myself now. And um, so, and also, but I just criticize, next night is whatever. It's mostly when people stay up all night to watch it. I'm like, guys, come on. Just wait till the next day at least. Where you can actually hang out, anticipate it. It's just fun to anticipate, at least for me. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Anyway, so while Tim and I were hanging out and, and you know, we were talking about like the, the future of, of these Star Wars shows and stuff. And I was like, I'm really excited for whatever they have in store for um the conclusion to this whole you know not just the mandalorian but remember the you know they talked about 
all these shows that are going to be connected to it and building towards this big event with, you know, Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic, which now, you know, we know is not really a thing anymore, but like we've got Skeleton Crew and, um, you know, they could, you know, Book of Boba Fett, we might get a second season of that at some point and have all this stuff that's kind of building to a head, which I really think is going to revolve around like Thrawn and like a big resurgence of like, an imperial remnant and a, a big battle with the new republic and you could have luke and ahsoka and mando and boba and you know all these different crime factions and the the new republic military and all this stuff you know all banding together against like thrawn and the empire um and that would be really cool to see and i mean we were watching um I mean, we were watching a ton of stuff. We watched, you know, full episodes of, of different shows and clips. For, we watched, like, our favorite scenes from, like, every episode of Mando Season 2. Um, but there were certain things. I think I was, maybe it was even, like, while we were watching um, Force Awakens. And just, you know, some of, like, the bigger scale of, like, some of those battles and stuff. And I was thinking, like, man, imagine if we get this, you know, something on this scale. But with a story that's been built up over like several seasons that people are really like invested in and anticipating these big battles and these big payoffs to all these storylines and stuff, I think is going to be really something special. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, Dave Filoni and John Favreau just have been consistently delivering the goods. So I can't wait to see what those guys come up with and, uh, you know, where the, where the, I mean, yeah, the, the future is bright indeed. You know, we've, that's been on the interest since the beginning of the podcast and it just continues to be more and more yeah. true yep. as we forever true. Yeah. <laughs> more and more star Wars stories. So, um, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, that, that more or less brings us to where we're at now. I, I would be remiss if we didn't give shout outs to our, our six hour episode, uh, review of the last Jedi and our seven hour episode review of, uh, the rise of Skywalker, um, yeah, which by the way, I just have to point out that I, I almost feel like the six hour review of The Last Jedi was more impressive because that was just me and Tim. Um, although here's the and I don't know if we've mentioned this before, I'm sure I probably have brought it up at some point. That episode was actually recorded over two nights, yeah, but instead, of releasing, in, instead of releasing it as a part one and a part two. But I um, maintain we easily could have done that if it didn't get so late, had to work the next day. Oh that's yeah, no, no, no. That's the thing. It, it wasn't that we couldn't have gone for six hours. It was just the fact that like it was like midnight or something, and we're only like halfway through the movie, and we're like, we're gonna have to pick this up again later. Um, so yeah, that was recorded over two nights, and I just you know spliced it together as seamlessly as possible, and we released it as one six-hour episode. But uh, but I I just think it was impressive that it was just me and Tim going for six hours because if Paul had been on there, that would have been. I don't Two know. Weeks. Was, I was gonna say it would have been, you know, like nine, but also maybe you were so mad about the Last Jedi right after seeing it for the first time that you wouldn't have even wanted to talk about it. So I don't know. Um, but no, then we get to you would have had to get it off your chest. <laughs> then we got to Rise of Skywalker, and that was all three of us, and we did that for seven hours straight, starting at like out of three in the afternoon or something like that on a Sunday afternoon. And going late into the night, I, uh, you know, I, I ordered food from like DoorDash just in the middle of the podcast. And, you know, that was a blast. So I definitely, um, I mean, as much as sometimes I think back on those times and I'm like, man, it's crazy to imagine doing a podcast for that long. And like, definitely you're, 
mouth is dry and your vocal cords are sore by the end of it. Um, but it was, it's fun to at least have a couple of those under our belt. Um, and if we, you know, if we do start doing more regular, shorter episodes, like I will miss doing the long ones every once in a while, we still probably will have some long ones every once in a while. We will. Because again, once, once Mando season three comes out, like, see, the problem is sometimes when there's big news or whatever, or like we don't record for a while, and then there's a lot of little news stories and rumors and stuff that have piled up, then we'll end up talking about everything for three hours and it's like well if we had spaced that out we could have done that as several shorter episodes but when there's you know a a new movie or a a big episode of mando with a a new character appearance or something like that um we're gonna talk about it for three hours like if if we've got three hours worth of stuff to discuss we're gonna you know we're not gonna hold ourselves back and be like oh we've hit our time limit we got to stop geeking out about this amazing thing that happened so um it'll be fun when when those long episodes do pop up now and again but uh yeah i don't know i i can't imagine the next thing that's going to happen that we're going to have a seven hour discussion about yeah i mean those episodes were so much fun to do and just because we just couldn't stop talking about those movies there's just so much to digest and discuss it just you, you, we didn't even realize that much time has flown by <laughs> once it was all said and done. Those were just really magical times talking and reviewing those episodes and talking about it with you guys. But besides those like barn burner long episodes, is there any other like episode or event that happened that sticks out to you as being real fun? Because obviously there's, there's some we could choose from, but one that sticks out to me that was really fun. Just the day in general was the very first Force Awakens teaser because we gotten the teasers and reveal that it was going to come out on that Thanksgiving Friday, but we didn't know the time. Was it going to be at midnight? Was it going to be in the morning? And we didn't know. I just remember like kind of in our group text on Twitter, I said, I'm just going to stay up all night and kind of be the lookout <laughs> where <laughs> oh, yeah, I it, forgot about that. as soon as it comes online, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll let Kyle know. I'll let Paul know, and then even Justin sends me a message. Hey, can I get on this? Can you let me know when the teaser <laughs> goes up? And so I pretty much stayed up that entire night. I maybe dozed I off like a few minutes here and there, but always kept seeing if it came on. And then I, it was like six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning when it finally came out. And even though you guys probably saw it already, I still let <laughs> I had to do my I remember. Duty, let everybody I know. remember and that classic conversation we had paul right after it premiered <laughs> that we had oh where yeah. it was just did you see it yeah yeah I, yeah wow wow yeah yeah Whoa, wow that okay, whole day fine. was magical <laughs> yeah yeah that was that whole day was magical like, that's was. All, I, that was probably one of the more euphoric star wars experiences i've ever had and maybe never will have again because that was just like i was anticipating it we, like we all were we finally got it and it was just like magical. It was, yeah. It, 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 we, and I mean, just that, yeah. just some of that first imagery blowing us away, like the X wings flying in over the water with the, the tails kicking up behind them. And like, uh, you know, seeing Kylo Ren's cross guard lights yeah. for the first time and everybody freaking out about that. I remember then, we saw rumors about that. We're like, I don't know if that's going to be true or if that's going to look good. But when those yeah. side blades came out, I was like, Oh boy, it's true. And it looks awesome. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, you know, seeing the Falcon again, obviously, and seeing the new stormtrooper helmets and everything and just, Man, that was when I really got into like watching reaction videos for trailers because you know people were 
just going nuts for that stuff. And I just remember too, um, Kyle, how that day we were trying you're gonna trying to schedule when should we record our episode about the trailer? And it was like, I don't know, what's a good time? Like, you know what? Should we just do it now? We're on such a buzz about it. We're talking about it right now. Let's just jump on real quick and give our thoughts. And that was a real fun episode to record where I was like, maybe one of the first ones where we just went scene by or shot by shot of the trailer, just really dissecting it because we're seeing footage of a brand new Star Wars movie for the first time in a decade. Mm -hmm. And it was just so special to get to dissect and talk about it. And even though we were only been podcasting for two years at that time, that was like a huge milestone for getting close to the actual movie and the point and reason of starting this podcast of talking yeah. about the new star Wars movies. And the fact that we finally got to see the first footage from it, uh, it was so much fun. Like I said, this, that whole day, night or previous early morning in general, leading up to finally getting to talk about it. It was just special. So yeah, that was, that one stands out to me as one of the most memorable and fun podcast recordings that we've had was that first force awakens teaser. Yeah. I mean, I have so many, you know, fun memories of, you know, I mean, just Star Wars related memories from that time and, and interactions with you guys, but also, you know, specific podcast episodes. I mean, this, you know, ones when we would do different fun things. Like, I think it was like our second episode, right? It was the Kessel Run. Um, well, that was the fourth one. <laughs> or the fourth, okay. It was, yeah, it was, um, it was one where I, I don't know if I was sick or I had a, I think I just had like a lot of homework or, you know, I had a school project I had to work on or something. Um, and so, yeah, Tim had to just record by himself and the episode was only like 13 minutes long or something like that. Um, yeah, that was my first time doing a podcast by myself and it wasn't very fun. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Kyle, next time I think we're just going to wait till we both could, we both could do it at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right on the we... nose with that how the length or almost it was 13 minutes and 26 seconds <laughs> yeah because it was like i i was hoping that you would have kept it under 12 minutes so we could say like oh you know he completed the castle run in under 12 minutes um and then we had you know like our our 66 got, got a round down <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but like our 66th episode you know and i did like the whole intro in the palpatine voice and everything for episode 66 um yeah that was tons of fun too. <laughs> and we had another one with um oh gosh it was one because i you know i i and i still do to a certain extent but especially in the early days i would kind of like plan out all the news stories and kind of like the outline for the episode and kind of like guide the conversation and there was another one where i had been like really busy and just hadn't really had time to do a lot of planning or anything and so i was like i'll still be on it but um, Tim, you got to, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you kind of take the reins on this one. And then we over the course of the episode, we were kind of making jokes about like me being like Han handing the Falcon off to Lando in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and like um, and then so towards the end, you know, as we're getting towards the end of the episode, I'm like, all right, Tim, we're in the Falcon. We're escaping the Death Star as it explodes. And then like, we signed off the episode with me doing the Lando's. Yeah. And then you did the knee and numb laugh. That's right. Like, yeah. It was like <laughs> spot on. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. I forgot um, about that. That's right. That was, that was fun too. Yeah. So I love doing those little fun, like, you know, throwing in like the little themed bits and stuff like that. Um, and then just, you know, of course, anytime there's like a movie review or a trailer review or um, I mean, you're right, especially those early trailer reviews, like breaking it down shot by shot, which we don't really do now because 
you know, again, now that we're so familiar with kind of like Disney Star Wars and like, sure, we're still getting a lot of new stuff, but like sometimes they use the same locations or the same aliens or the same ships or whatever. And so it's not like, um, you know, it's not like every shot of a trailer, you're seeing something new that you haven't seen before or something that warrants a lot of speculation, but like back with force awakens, like that was the case, like every shot and every frame, it was like, what does this mean? What is this new star Wars going to look like? What is it going to feel like? Um, and just that, you know, that intensity of those dissections and speculations and stuff was just so much fun. Um, and uh, I do miss that to an extent. I mean, I'm glad we're in the the era that we're in now where we have, you know, we're, we're on the other side of it where it's like, we're sort of past all the wild speculation and now we get to just enjoy all these stories. Um, but you know, that, that those early days were definitely a, a special and fun time for sure. Yeah. It'll feel like a different era, but one that we had to go through to get to the point where we are now with all this Star Wars stuff. But it's it was just as fun, that's for sure. The speculation versus against actually having and knowing the content that we've gotten, it's just as fun as to do both. To experience what we get, but also to guess and speculate on what was to come. Like like we said before, wouldn't change anything as far as the progress or the process that how we handled covering and talking about all this stuff. It's just been a blast all the way through. And I this another one that I wanted to mention that just comes to mind that I felt was a very special one was the announcement that Clone Wars was coming back from Comic Con yes. 2018. That was that, that was might most... be that that was like the most cathartic day as a Star <laughs> Wars fan. Like and I like I remember talking about it on the podcast, but I don't even like my memory of that is more just sort of personal and my own just like joy and relief that we were finally going to get to see the end of Clone Wars. Um, and I still remember, you know, being, I, I worked at a job where we were on a very strict like schedule and it was kind of like high security. So like you couldn't have your phone with you while you were like on the work floor, but like when you took breaks, like we had lockers that we had to leave our phones in. And I remember being on my lunch break and like, I, I specifically timed my lunch break around the time that I knew that Clone Wars Comic-Con panel was happening. And so I was just sitting in the lunchroom for as long as I could, like following the live tweets of people that were there. And then um, towards the end of the panel, it just goes silent for a couple minutes. And then I start seeing people tweeting like Clone Wars is back with like no additional details. So just like Clone Wars yeah, is back. And I'm like, what does this mean? And then I had to go back to work. So I immediately put my phone in, went back, like clocked out, uh, clocked in and then like clocked back out for a bathroom break and went and got my phone again and was like sitting in the bathroom stall. Just like, like I didn't actually have to go to the bathroom. I was just <laughs> like, I need an excuse to like see what's going on with clone wars and like watching that trailer on my phone in the bathroom at work um <laughs> with just the biggest smile on my face and i was text like i texted it to my sister because you know we were huge clone wars fans together like anakin and ahsoka's relationship like that's me and my sister kayla um so i texted it to her and you know this is all in the span of like you know five minutes because like i couldn't be gone from work that long but um and then just that Oh man, that was, that was such a great time. I mean, I almost enjoyed that feeling as much as like actually watching those Clone Wars episodes. Um, yeah. Cause that was another moment I, where we decided, you know, we've got to record this episode tonight. Like the day it happened, it was like yeah. that huge of a deal for all of us. Yeah. That, that definitely is um, one of my favorite moments just as a star Wars fan over, over these last 10 years. 
which I mean, it, you know, it's a bit bittersweet too, because it would, it would be nice if we didn't even have to have that moment of Clone Wars wasn't canceled in the first place. But after all these years of anticipation and you now going through Rebels and all this other stuff, and then, you know, Dave always teasing, you know, still having his ideas for the Siege of Mandalore and stuff and wondering, like, are we ever going to get to see this one day? And, you know, just getting that trailer and that announcement, it was just such a joy and such a relief. Yeah, I remember even during that panel because he was showing concept art from the Siege of Mandalore, thinking, "Oh, if he's showing concept art and stuff from it, it's probably not happening then, because they probably just would have saved it for a trailer reveal at the very end." So, uh, I must, I better put my expectations in check to expect any surprises. But sure enough, that was part of the misleading, I guess, or the surprise that even though they're showing and even talking and like referencing that stuff that's unfinished, and they get to get to do this, really making you believe it's not happening, but. Yeah, then that trailer happened and just like minds blown and just like you said, a sense of joy and relief that we're finally going to be getting those episodes. Because we talked about the potential of those episodes and what they could have been quite often in those early runs or the first few years of the podcast too, and kind of being so disappointed that we weren't going to get them because they'd had those celebration panels where he'd show the concept art, talk about the stories, and we'd just be go, oh, how can you imagine how awesome it would be to see those episodes? And once we finally found out and learned that we were going to see him, yeah, it was a special moment, without a doubt, over the course of this 10 years, um, this era of Star Wars, without question. Yeah, and then, I mean, you know, all the times playing Battlefront together, and uh, and then, I mean, I also, you know, just the times that we got to hang out in person, like, obviously, you guys being in my wedding, um, and then, you know, the, the times that we've gotten to hang out at Galaxy's Edge more recently. I mean, obviously, Tim and I just got to go a couple weeks ago, and we, we yeah. went together just to celebrate the 10-year anniversary. Um, and that was a lot of fun, and it was it was awesome to be able to do that uh, just kind of as a, a you know, that, that celebration. Um, but the first time that we went with the three of us and Justin, like, I don't, I don't know that Magical. that will ever be matched just because yeah. it was our first yeah. time experiencing it and getting to experience it all together. And, you know, it just being the first time in a while that the three of us had gotten to hang out together in person. And um, that was also the weekend um, or the week that uh, the first Clone Wars episodes dropped. So we got to watch the the first episode of the Bad Batch together at Tim's house too. Um so like, you know, getting to watch new Clone Wars, getting to go to Galaxy's Edge, getting to, um, you know, just watch Star Wars movies and stuff together at Tim's house. Like that was that was just such a blast. Um, and yeah, getting to, you know, getting there at the the crack of dawn to get in line for like that virtual queue thing that they had it for Rise of the Resistance yeah. because that had just opened. And um, yeah, it was still yeah, it was still by chance that you can get in and the force was with us that day where. <laughs> yep where we got it thanks and to paul was the lucky one who got in first on his ass ironically because i'm like the one who's like the biggest weenie when it comes to like rides and i also love the fact that like when the drop happened i had to hold tim's hand because i was so freaked out <laughs> I, I I no say, it felt weird riding it again this last time paul and not holding your hand during that drop oh well <laughs> trust me when we, when we go back when we go back um if morgan's not there you're the lucky winner so that's all i gotta say because i'm gonna go on it again i i'm going on it again like i loved it that much i even though i hated that drop like it was worth it i freaking it's my favorite ride of all time i i want to i can't wait to write it again yeah it was awesome yeah, to get to experience it again incredible. it was like it, obviously it's yeah. been a couple of years since we did it the first time and it, it didn't lose its touch at all as far as just being blown yeah, away it was no less awesome the second time well, and, and I just want to say too, as we're wrapping up, and like, you know, 
that that trip to galaxy's edge meant so much to me and for a lot of reasons i'm not going to get into it was really important and i really it was like the beginning of both like the worst and it was or it was, it was during like the worst part of my life of all time um and entering into an even darker period potentially to be, all of a sudden become the best time of my life and the best thing ever and it was very weird but that was a, a moment i will always look back on and be very very thankful for you guys i mean and and that was that was just an amazing day i was a whole day it was just amazing uh again sharing that experience with you like like tim you put it on it's like it's like your your pin tweet it's like the best weekend ever and it really was it was, was, yeah. it, was it was a top five best parts you know maybe top 10 part of my life honestly because i shared it not just with you guys but justin and sean people i podcast with i mean it's filled with podcasters and had an amazing time but a lot of stuff spent a lot of money <laughs> and i i'll never i'll never forget justin's words and from justin i'm not sure if you want me to say he'll it's such a racket i was like whatever dude i don't care uh you know uh god i love you justin um but you know it, it, so yeah that was an all-timer and again those were moments that we will always share together um and will always be special to me and you know, Lord knows when I go to it again, I ha- have to do with you guys regardless. We'll have to figure it out. So, I mean, it's uh, it's magical. Um, I, I'm so thankful for you guys. And, you know, for as far as episodes go, you know, the only thing that really comes to mind for me is probably our, our Last Jedi uh, uh, commentary. Ah, um <laughs> because mm. because it was again I, really a strength of like seeing the three of us really talk, dissecting something really you know really i thought really really well and like showing all sides of, of, the, of the argument and also where uh godspeed rebels was originated i think that will always go down as like a, an all-timer and uh yeah, bless shout the out to caleb who, for yeah thank you that was uh that yeah that's that is uh that was that was amazing so anyway yeah great great stuff yeah that was fun too doing that whole series of commentaries leading up to um rise of skywalker um but yeah it's it's been a blast for sure honestly i did not think this episode was going to go this long like obviously we have a lot of stuff to talk about from these past 10 years and there's been a lot of memories but it's you know, just talking about them all, it's been like, oh, I'm surprised how much we could go on about this. Um, I shouldn't be surprised because yeah. look at our track record. Like we can go, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. We can go three yeah. hours about any Star Wars topic. You said an hour and a half. I was like, you're right. But <laughs> I was like, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I figured we'd maybe go about two. We're almost at three now. Um, and as tempting as it is to go for 20 more minutes just to to hit that mark again, yeah, that's um, tempting. it's getting late and I've got work in the morning. And, it, you know, now with the stupid daylight savings time, like I'm an hour ahead of you guys. So um, not stupid for me. So I get to watch stuff earlier now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and, and start wrapping up here. But um yeah, it's just, it's been an absolute blast uh, getting to talk Star Wars with you guys for these last 10 years. And I look forward to however many more years we keep doing it um, and however many more years we keep getting all this this great 
exciting Star Wars content. Like I said, you know, at some point we may, you know, um, I don't know, look into other avenues or, or change formats or kind of switch up what we're doing um, depending on life circumstances or wanting to try new things or whatever. But regardless, like as long as there's great Star Wars stuff to talk about and as long as the three of us are still friends and wanting to hang out and talk with each other, we're going to be here talking Star Wars in some way or another. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's been a heck of a ride. And of course, thank you to all of you guys that tune in and listen, because, uh, without you guys, we would just be, you know, we might as well just be having a, you know, this conversation by ourselves, which would still be fun to just, you know, get to hang out and talk Star Wars. But, you know, we've also had some great interactions with people over the years and, um, you know, gotten a lot of great comments and emails and stuff from a lot of you guys that listen to us. And uh, even, you know, some of you guys have, have become good friends of ours. Um, you know, Tim, you just mentioned, uh, you know, Caleb Klingon, who had, you know, it was his idea, the whole Godspeed Rebels thing that Paul does all the time now. Um, but he and I have become really good friends. He and his wife came out to visit us, you know, like last year, and we got to hang out in person. And we text each other back and forth all the time about all this new Star Wars stuff that's coming out too. Yeah, and the baller. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Um, and uh, you know, just so many more of you guys that have, um, you know, just listened and and interacted with us throughout the years. Like, couldn't do it without you guys. We wouldn't be here doing it without you. Um, even though, like I said, you know, we we don't have the biggest audience, and we've never really tried to. Just knowing that there's at least a handful of people out there that. Um, you know, that enjoy the content we're putting out like that really keeps us going, especially, and I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to fish for compliments or anything, but you know, every once in a while we'll get randomly tagged by somebody on a tweet where they're responding to somebody else who's asking for, you know, recommendations of great star Wars podcasts, or especially ones that ask for, you know, podcasts that are like positive and, and, um, you know, anybody know of any good podcasts where they like enjoy Disney Star Wars or that, you know, they're positive about the new stuff or whatever. And people will reply, you know, hey, the guys at Star Wars, the saga continues are really great. And for me, that always makes my day um, to know that, you know, not only are people out there listening, but that they're um, actually enjoying the stuff that we put out and recommending it to other people. And that, um, you know, that people get some value out of this. Um is just uh you know it's a great feeling and and you know so thank you guys for that you know we're here to um hopefully entertain and provide good opinions and and put out stuff that you guys enjoy listening to so um thank you for being there with us for 10 years especially any i don't know if there's anybody still listening that's you know been there since the beginning and listened to our first episodes um but really enjoy having you guys uh along the way so you know thank you so much for for all your support yeah, definitely got to echo with what you said. We've gotten some nice comments and congratulations on the 10 years and 100 episodes uh, or 200 episodes, I should say, over the last few weeks as we've kind of been tweeting about celebrating the 10-year milestone. So that has been great and so much appreciated. Every uh, kind words and comments that you guys have given us over the past 10 years have always been much appreciated. And this is you know, really humbling to hear at times and like you said kyle kind of getting those recommendations and shout outs for when people are looking for put the word out asking for podcast recommendations always is a good feeling once we're mentioned among those I and mean, we just got one earlier this week from a jedi obi mike saying we are incredibly positive so which was awesome to hear and much appreciated so like, yeah oh, something man, sucks yeah <laughs> he's always uh, 
most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. No, hey, keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> so, yeah, I just never want to take that for granted for um, how much we appreciate those who listen to our show. Um, it is greatly appreciated and um, something, obviously, as you mentioned, Kyle, is something that we'd probably talk, talk Star Wars no matter what, but the fact that there are those of you who listen and are kind enough to share your positive feedback with us, uh, it means the world. So thank you so much for that over the past 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, well, we'll leave it at that in lieu of any you know comments or um, you know listener responses or anything for this week because um, we didn't really put out a, a question or a poll or anything for this episode anyways. But um, yeah, just thank you to all of you who have answered those questions and those polls and, and interacted with us over the years. Um, look forward to uh, enjoying a lot more Star Wars with you guys in the years to come. So um, I think we're, we're, we're good to wrap up for now. Um, like I said, we'll be back within a week or so. Uh, you know, we got to talk and or after the finale, um, we owe you guys a, a big and or second half of the season recap. So maybe that one will go three hours. Um, cause man, I'll tell you what, the, the first half of the season of Andor was like two pretty good episodes and then a really good third episode and then two pretty good episodes and then a really good sixth episode. But then since then it's just been continuing to build and build and it's just been an, an incredible second half of the season. And I can't wait to see where they end with the finale. So um, there's going to be lots of really good stuff to talk about there. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, we'll get into talking about, you know, the accolade and, and speculating about stuff that's going to be coming up uh, next year and all that good stuff. So um lots more star wars coming up to talk about like i said we're 10 years down x number more to go um <laughs> the future is bright as always uh and we can't wait to talk about it with each other and share it with all of you guys so um thank you as always for tuning in um of course you know if you don't know by now you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash star wars the saga continues you can follow us on twitter for as long as twitter is still around uh you never know these days but we're on twitter at star wars tsc we also just made an instagram account for the first time we're on instagram at star wars tsc as well so go ahead and give us a follow over there um and of course you can send us email at star wars tsc at gmail.com if you have any questions comments thoughts that you want to uh, have us read on the show so yeah that's going to do it for now uh thank you guys for tuning in we will see you next time and may the force be with you see you next time everybody been an honor captain godspeed rebels